Alright troops, gonna give a quick heads up that what you're about to pipe in your lugs is the glacier ramblings of twa numpties needs us. So I didn't complain, I've tell you. Enjoy the brobrich nicht and nicht and didn't be a fear we are bearing, alright? Welcome to Brother Date, episode two zero zero dot zero zero. Woo! It's Perp. I'm Matthew. Yeah, it's not a celebration. We have to do Star Wars this week. Oh, it's too bad. That's yeah, that is too bad. It's the opposite of a celebration. What is the opposite I'm of a celebration? Are we in mourning? Uh, well, I'm wearing a black armband, but that's because I heard a rumor that Pete Rose died, but that's not true. (laughs) See, he's the latest, the latest to show up, uh, uh, trending on Twitter. And I had to like, (sighs) what do you make a black armband out of? Nobody told me this. Nobody taught me. Well, here's what I know about Pete Rose. He thinks he's such a credit to the game, but it's, uh, it's the Yankees who make the headlines every time. (laughs) <laughs> I know that because of the Billy Joel product project, <laughs> which we'll get back to in two weeks. Please don't, please don't rush it along. Uh, boy, we need a we need a solid week off. We really do. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So here's the deal. Once yeah. a month since the fucking lockdown started, we've yeah. been applying our normal Star Trek rubric to movies. Mm. Specifically, the Star Wars movies. They'll be done someday. Who wanted us to do movie reviews had never seen Star Wars, and I pranked myself into having to watch (laughs) these movies again. And me. I don't know why you did this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, brought you down with me. I thought she can't possibly want to do this. This is this is not Katie's. Just can't be Katie's choice. This seems wrong. No. Now this is the sixth month of that lockdown. Yeah. Project of the project. Only 32 more roughly, to go. It is actually roughly six months since California lockdown. Yeah. Um, and that means that we are up to episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, because remember, we went four, five, six, just like in real life. Four, yeah. five, six, one, two, three. You ready to do it? Oh, I'm fucking ready. We should do All it. All right. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, not now, honey, please. I'm, I'm right in the middle of a... Uh, giant space war. I I enjoy talking to you. Uh, yes, you do, but like I said, this uh, space war, what can I do? Alien. Hey, Matt, when you made that clip, yeah. I know you must have lined up the dropout from Seagull's Stop It Now. Sure. So that it happened right when he said giant space war. <laughs> Were you then surprised that it also dropped out the second time when he said, what can I do? Or did you manipulate it so that that happened? Uh, <clears throat> I noticed that it happened to work out very well that way. Nah. Good, good, good. 
Yeah, all right. Hey, let's do it. Uh, the Crawl explains that the Republic is crumbling because of this damned space war. But also, there are heroes on both sides? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Palpy's been... It's kid- important. You get two <laughs> paragraphs to set the scene for this movie, and it's definitely important to use a sentence of that two paragraphs. There are heroes on both sides. I didn't really understand. I don't understand what that means. I don't... By the way, we never see a hero on the other side. <laughs> no, I, I mean, if there's one, we, he's not in these movies, so it's... Unless, unless these people really idolize Count Dooku. I mean, or General Grievous, the only two named people we see. Yeah, neither one of them makes it out of this dang movie, spoiler alert. Um, <clears throat> Palpy's been kidnapped by General Grievous. We don't know him yet, but we've been now been introduced. He's a weird cyborg guy. Um, our two Jedi protagonists have to go and save Palpy. That's the cool opening set piece. After what appears to be an on-the-rails space shooter that lasts a very long time... Uh, the two Jedi fly inside Grievous's ship. It's like a bad Star Fox level where there's... Like, imagine if there was a segment where you had to nose your R-wing right over to Slippy's and then <laughs> yep. knock the buzz droids off of his wing. Well, he was going... <laughs> By the way, that's a bad Star Fox level is every Star Fox level. That game no, is... All, it's a pretty bad game. Utter yeah, trash. Um, <clears throat> Anakin senses Count Dooku is here as well, so uh, I guess it's not just Grievous. Um, he's not going by his Darth name yet, I guess, because they all just call him Count Dooku. Uh, someone, the only reference to his name being Darth Tyrannus comes from Jango Fett in the last movie, right? Before he eats shit. When he d- doesn't seem to care about letting information slip. I was hired by a man named Tyrannus. Okay. <laughs> damn it. What did I... Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I said his real name. I should have said Sifo Diaz. Ah, damn it. <laughs> I should have said, yep, Master Sifo Diaz. He was the one I was in contact with for sure. Uh, <sighs> these two dorks, they head off to save the Chancellor. There's some elevator business and some R2 business. There are so many set pieces in this movie that don't need to be described and that is uh, I'm grateful for that because this movie is very long. Um anyway, they finally get to him. When they do reach him, Count Dooku comes out and it's time for a rematch of the fight from last movie. Obi-Wan gets knocked out of the fight and Anakin eventually cuts off Dooku's arm and then at Palpy's urging, cuts off his dang head. It fucking scissors him out. It's real bad. Yeah, he does it with he didn't style. To, he didn't need to do that at all. <laughs> yeah, he's, sty- he's very stylish in the way he decapitates him. Yeah. Uh, the ship takes a broadside. I mean that. It takes a broadside and I guess begins to sink? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's nothing. They get it stabilized and then the Jedi R2 and Palpy are recaptured like this is a TOS episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... Man, that happened a lot in TOS, where they'd break out of jail and get captured right away. There were some episodes where they were in, like, four separate jails. Like, they did not know how to pace 50 minutes. Uh, anyway, they break free again. Uh, it was Grievous who captured him, but now he escapes by just jumping out the dang window. And yeah. uh, now the ship is sinking again. And mm-hmm. um, after another very long scene, they managed to crash land the thing on the surface of, uh, I guess... 
Are we at the Capitol? Yeah, this is on course, not somewhere. Okay, so now the actual movie can begin. Uh, Obi-Wan lets Anakin talk to Mace Windu and company, but Anakin spots his secret wife and <laughs> goes over to embrace her. Lots of spooky music plays, so you know something ain't really right. Uh, she tells him she's gragnant, and he seems disturbed <laughs> about that. And he doesn't do a good job backtracking, if you ask me. No, nothing he does is really that smooth. Like, he catches that he probably shouldn't have gone. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, God, no! Oh! Uh, a baby! Oh, really save it. boy, oh, boy. Um, Just like Chief O'Brien, he was hoping to fuck a lot more before she got pregnant. I still know what's going to happen with that pregnancy, and I'm not excited. We all know what's going to happen with that pregnancy. Um. Anyway, Grievous gets back to whatever base he's hanging at these days and gets a video call from Palpy. Palpy says, you gotta move the base to Mustafar. And yeah, Dooku's dead, but no big deal because I found somebody hotter and younger to take his place. Yeah. Uh, Back on Coruscant, Anakin is having nightmares about Padme dying in childbirth. Also, now he's a beefcake. It's important. (laughs) There has to be a scene where he's shirtless in bed. Um, he's got a, a history with these kinds of dreams. I don't know if you remember his mom, Shmee, Shmee, Shmee. Yeah. yeah, I remember how that all wrapped up. Yeah. So they're both a bit upset about his dreams. Uh, Anakin goes to Yoda, who I guess still hasn't told anybody he can't see a fucking thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but Yoda tells him. No, uh, the whole Clone War has passed. <laughs> yep. Right? This is the end of the Clone We saw the beginning of the Clone War. And this is the end of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, that whole time Yoda is keeping it real quiet that he can't. The forces don't work for him so good. He can still do lightning and flips and stuff, but he can't see anything. Yeah, Mace wanted to tell people about it, but Yoda told him to shut it. So Anyway, Yoda tells him, don't be scared. Everybody dies. They become the force. So they'll actually be happier if you think about it. And also attachment leads to jealousy. So he does not, I swear to God, he does not tell Anakin one very important piece of news at this point, Mm. which he's been sitting on, I guess, which is it is possible to become immortal in the force anyway. So (laughs) he saves that one for the end of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. So by the way, that really confirms a lot of our religious beliefs about the force. The fact that you can commune with your personality and everything and later will learn appear as a hologram after death yep it's another one of those it probably would be more comforting if he was like do you remember qui-gon do you (laughs) it's another one of those things that he and i guess because of his instruction all the jedi have learned to sit on no one ever no one ever fucking says anything in this order a weekly poker night we have (laughs) he's changed he has tubbier he's become (laughs) um balding he is Anyway, this advice means nothing to Anakin. He, I think you could see on his face that it's a waste of time for him. No, this is... Uh, we get to see the last few times Anakin even tries to do the right thing. And this <laughs> is one of them, and it earns him nothing. He does not care at all. He goes to join Obi-Wan, who says things are going really well in the space war. And so now more powers will be voted to Palpy. Uh, <laughs> Anakin says that sounds fine to him. 
then he goes and hangs out with Palpy. Palpy says he's putting Anakin on the Jedi Council, which is not how it's done. Well, what can you do? You're the chosen one, whatever. So, um, Mace, we go straight to the council and Mace says, okay, you're on the council, but you can't be a master. And Anakin becomes a sniveling turd, as always. Yeah. Immediately. Um, anyway, back to the war business. Yoda says he's going to go bail out the Wookiees, who I guess are pretty hard-pressed, because he's got a good relationship with them. <laughs> it's not really important. Nothing happens there except a lot of CGI battles that don't matter, and then obviously the stuff that goes on uh, where Yoda could have been anywhere. Um... <clears throat> Obi-Wan tells Anakin that they want him to spy on the Chancellor, so now both sides are doing the same thing with him. Then Padme tells Anakin, hey, maybe we're on the wrong side. Maybe you can, um... Maybe you can talk to your boy Palpy about stopping the war, but Anakin doesn't like all these pressures being put on him. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, Anakin goes to see the Frog Song by Paul McCartney. I assume that's what he and Palpy are seeing <laughs> that night. Does it, uh, was that written for a Blitzball arena? They <laughs> gave me a different takes on what was happening there. Okay. I just know that he saw an owl and he went, look out! <laughs> then his mom won't believe him later. Um, Palpy says they found General Grievous. Also, Mr. Palpy says the Jedi Council is planning to betray him and take over the whole operation for themselves. And he guesses that they asked Anakin to spy on him. And Anakin does not deny this. No. He gets real embarrassed about it. Says he doesn't know what to say. Mm -hmm. So they picked a real good double agent. (laughs) He gets the vapors or something. (laughs) Um, Anyway, Palpy also tells him good is a point of view. Uh, and that the Jedi and the Sith are exactly the same. He tells them about a famous Sith Lord who could stop loved ones from dying. He uses about the same level of deception he used on Jar Jar last time. <laughs> uh, tells him he can't. Except without the pressure of five or six people looking at him going, huh? What huh? do we do? I wonder. Huh? I wonder. <laughs> <clears throat> he, um, he tells Anakin, you can't learn this power from a Jedi, though. So, for some reason, Anakin but he is... doesn't tell he doesn't tell it to him in a normal and reasoned tone. <laughs> he looks over at him and says, "Not from a Jedi." <laughs> like, okay, so... hey, I'm getting a vibe. <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting a vibe. <clears throat> Anakin. Um... Well, I got a theory about Anakin that we'll get to later. All right, I can't wait. Anyway, uh, Yoda is now on that Wookiee world, whatever that is, with fucking Chewbacca because obviously. It's either Kashyyyk or Kazook, depends. And um, he, uh, Anakin gets on a Zoom call with the rest of the council mm-hmm. with Yoda and says that the Chancellor wants him to hunt down General Grievous, and they all fucking scoff at that, and they send Obi-Wan instead. And then the Wookiee fight begins. It's a bunch of CGI nonsense. Nobody cares. Um, Anakin and Obi-Wan say their farewells. Anakin gets creepy with Padme again, talking about how he wants more and knows he shouldn't. Mm. His voice all quivering. Um, 
He tells her that she's not going to die in childbirth because he can cure death or something. He's getting ahead of himself. He has not learned this power yet. No, no, he has not. Well, he has been sold a bill of goods on this too, but he never he never actually realizes that part. Nope. Uh, Obi-Wan meets some kind of authority on the planet where they think Grievous is, but this representative says under his breath that Grievous is here and he's holding them all hostage. You're talking about Tyon Madon of Utapau? That's why you're here. This is this is you. your purpose. <laughs> you know the Thank Star Wars you. names. Um, Obi-Wan sends a message to his troops, and then he gets on a dinosaur a la Little Nemo Dream Master. And, uh, oh, yeah. It was a different kind of dinosaur, but yeah, that is true. Then he just fucking barrels right into the middle of Grievous's shit. He tromps down in the middle of, like, a thousand droids. Yep. He kills off his henchmen, and then it's yet another lightsaber duel. Grievous has got four arms and lightsabers, so he's, you know, formidable. But the clone army shows up mid-battle to, like, turn the tables. Yeah, and Obi-Wan is not cool about it, by the way. Grievous is like... Well, first Grievous was like, okay, kill him. And then when... And then when Obi-Wan dropped a heavy object a la Ultros on uh, on his four, you know, robo-guards or whatever the fuck, right. Grievous is like, all right, I'll handle it. But there were still a thousand battle droids there. That's true. He could have he ordered the battle droids to do something. Yeah. Anyway, Obi-Wan's not cool like that. When the uh, droid army shows up, he doesn't tell him, no, nah, we're, uh, we're doing a one-on-one. Yeah, we're doing a duel here. I don't know if you guys know what that is. I don't need you to interfere with this business. You guys just, just hang out. Just hang out till we're done. Wait until I've won the duel, and then um, the other side will be demoralized. Yeah. <laughs> then you All those try. robots will be demoralized. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Mace tells Anakin to go spy on the Chancellor for him and, and, and mentions that he senses a plot to destroy the Jedi. Oh, really? Now he senses <laughs> it. Immediately after he sent Anakin to go pal around with the Chancellor, like right when he leaves the room, he senses it. I sense that it's been in place for some time. <laughs> it may, there may be paperwork. That's right. Uh, Palpy knows Anakin is in his pocket now, so he says um, he's been trained in the use of the dark side of the Force, and he tells him he'll be able to save his wife if Anakin just learns from Palpy. Basically admits he's the Sith Lord that they've all been looking for. Uh, Anakin is so divided about what to do. Back in the fight, Grievous mounts some kind of crazy unicycle tank. But yep. Obi-Wan gets back on his dinosaur. You know what? This description's pointless. Obi-Wan ends up killing him with a well-aimed blaster. He just shoots him in his gooey insides, which make his head explode for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, he puts three bolts into his diaphragm, I guess. It got superheated in his head. It exploded. does burn all of his organic matter out of his head. <laughs> which you would, you'd think it'd be too wet for the ah, whatever. You'd think it would just kind of slide out of all the openings, but no, it just shoots shoots right up through his head. Anyway, so that's that. That's the end of General Grievous. <sighs> Alright, so Anakin takes Mace Windu aside, and he tells him Palpatine is a Sith Lord, and he's not going to give up his power, and he wants to go with Mace to arrest him. 
but Mace Windu thinks that's too risky. So he just rounds up any old assholes and tells Anakin to go wait in the council chambers. You literally don't do anything useful. Don't, like, call anyone or tell anyone anything or do anything. Just go sit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Anakin goes up there and he hears Palpatine's voice in his head telling him that if the Jedi destroy him, Padme's doomed. And then coincidentally, he and Padme look at the buildings that the other one is in over the city skyline. Mm. (sighs) While weird music plays. Uh, he jumps in a speeder, so I guess he's made up his mind. Well, we don't know where he's going. Anyway, he goes, jumps in a speeder. At this point, Mace and Kit Fisto and a couple of scrubs reach Palpatine's office. By the way, these guys act uh, like scrubs, too. These are, there's some scrubby behavior out of them. Yeah. He uses some end bison moves to, um, wipe out all the extras, and then he and Mace Windu fight. <laughs> they did straight Raul Julia, this guy, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, 100%. He definitely does like a horizontal spinning flaming torpedo move <laughs> with his lightsaber. Mm. Uh, those guys get wiped out so quick. Like I think Mace Windu might, or um, Kit Fisto might get one lightsaber block in, but the other two just get cut down immediately. Like what were they expecting? The other two looked like they weren't actually paying attention. Like they weren't looking <laughs> somehow. <laughs> like, like, listen, if we do anything before Mace Windu tells us to, we're going to get yelled at later. So <laughs> just stand here and take it, I guess. Uh, these guys break a window and then they get up on the windowsill and start fighting. Uh, and by the time Anakin arrives, Mace has got the upper hand in this fight. Mm. Uh, even though Anakin is sitting there watching while Palpatine gets all monstery with lightning and cackles and stuff. <laughs> His fear of losing Padme and also the fact that Mace has suddenly decided to murder him extrajudicially. Sure. <laughs> cause Anakin to intervene and he cuts off Mace Windu's hand. Uh, at this point, it turns out that even though Palpatine was saying, I'm so weak, I'm too weak, you have to help me. <laughs> uh, he's having a good old time in this whole thing because he really laughs it up good as he blasts Mace Windu into the night sky while yelling unlimited <laughs> power to nobody. <laughs> You know, this is just what happens in every Premier League match. You just he <laughs> rolls around on the ground for a while, and then he gets up and starts sprinting while while shouting unlimited power. Unlimited power, yeah, yeah. yeah what's the what's the oldest story in the book? Yep. <sighs> he then he then tells Anakin he doesn't actually know how to save Padme. <laughs> it was a whoopsie. <laughs> He's. <laughs> he says that to cheat death is a power only one sith has ever mastered but he knows if they work together they could figure it out uh i don't know if anakin Anakin even hears that immediately dispatch him uh no you would think he would immediately run him through and then maybe tell everyone off to run off to naboo with padme just like she wanted to raise the secret baby and maybe yeah, if he no. ever got caught, just tell everyone, uh, yeah, so that guy killed Mace Windu, and then I killed him. But then um, this baby, you see, I had to go. Anyway, there was him. a baby involved. <laughs> uh, you know, life got in the way. Uh, no, instead, uh, Anakin is just Darth Vader now, and it's off to go kill everybody at the Jedi Temple. Yeah. He uh, leads a battalion, a battalion rather, of probably pretty confused clones up the unguarded steps. These guys were working with the Jedi yesterday. Yeah. 
Have they been uh, 66'd or are they just, they're just doing whatever this well, guy tells them to do? Yeah, while he barges up the stairs, Palpatine gets on the horn and calls every clone commander individually. <laughs> it does seem like he set aside uh, about 150 one-minute meetings on his calendar. <laughs> yes, in some order that he's determined. It starts with Commander Cody, who is out with Obi-Wan, mm. who, and, who has coincidentally just handed Obi-Wan back a lightsaber that he dropped, so now he's armed again. Yeah. And he tells him to execute Order 66, and uh, they start firing on Obi-Wan. He falls into some water. And then we see Jedi all over the galaxy getting put down by their clones. Yeah. ki mundi Ayla Secura, Plo Koon, all the greats. <gasps> Not Plo Koon! Um, and Plo Koon, he dies in a fighter. Yoda gets enough of a warning through the Force to avoid his own execution. Uh... He does behead two clones with no explanation to the two Wookiees he's standing with, so... But those two Wookiees fucking snap into Chewbacca action. Chewbacca and... Tar- and uh, the fuck is that other one's name? The one that's more ornate? Tarful, maybe? Mm-hmm. Something like that? Anyway, they just think that's pretty cool, I guess, because he just hops on Chewbacca's back and they head out. <laughs> uh, Anakin ices all the little kids as Padme watches the temple burn. Uh... Bail Organa shows up when he sees the fire, but he nopes out after watching a 12-year-old beef it. <laughs> well, he, they go, you should leave here. And he goes, yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. And he, then he gets... So I should. He goes back to his fighter, <laughs> and then the 12-year-old jumps out, and he watches that 12-year-old fight to the death. And then he screams no, and then hides under his fucking seat and tries to fly away. <laughs> and hammers it to get out of there, yeah. Um, Yoda blasts off of Kashyyyk in a little egg they were hiding. <laughs> yep. And... Uh, once Obi-Wan has figured out what's happening, he leaves Utapau in General Grievous's old fighter. Mm. He gets a call from Bail Organa on the way, who tells him he's picked up Yoda. So I don't know. I don't understand the geography of all of this. <laughs> yep, he somehow but got to I guess, Kashyyyk or somewhere around there. and then I guess he went fucking straight to Kashyyyk and picked up Yoda. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, they start heading for uh, for Obi-Wan. Anakin goes back to Padme's apartment and tells her he has sided with the Chancellor against the Jedi and that he's off to kill the Separatist leaders on Mustafar. Uh, Yoda and Obi-Wan go back to the Jedi Temple to disable a coded signal that's leading Jedi to their deaths. Mm-hmm. Anakin arrives on uh, the lava world of Mustafar and just immediately starts cutting people down. Yeah, he walks in and, like, locks those doors, and everyone, I think everyone in that room knows what's up. Yeah. Palpatine has called a special session of Congress, which leaves the temple less guarded, though Yoda and Obi-Wan still have to, we still have to have a scene of Yoda jumping around, cutting down hella clones. Uh, Even though Obi-Wan has sort of figured out what's going on, and he knows what he's going to see, he watches the footage of Anakin wrecking up the place. Mm-hmm. Uh. When they decide that they have to kill Anakin and the Emperor, Obi-Wan doesn't... Obi-Wan wants to kill the Emperor because he doesn't think he can go kill his old Padawan. Right. But Yoda insists that only he is powerful enough to kill the Emperor, so they split up. Yoda's got a lot of ideas. (laughs) None of them ever seem to really work. Yeah. Obi-Wan immediately goes to talk to Padme. And she won't tell him where Anakin is, even when he tells her about all the younglings he killed. Yeah. 
but she goes running off to Mustafar to warn him, not knowing that Obi-Wan has just uh, fucking jumped into her space fighter and hidden in a luggage compartment. Mm -hmm. Palpatine tells Anakin to order all the droids shut down to end the war, but this is when Padme arrives, so I don't know if he ever gives that order. We never see him do it. He runs out to see her. She tries to get him to abandon the Sith and run away with her, but he starts spouting off about ruling the galaxy together, and she doesn't love that. No. But but he really doesn't love it when he looks up the <laughs> ramp into her ship, and Obi-Wan is standing there like <laughs> Captain fucking Morgan. Yeah, this time he's the one posing for a photo. <laughs> yeah, photo that no one takes again. And uh, it's it's been like the most minor of minor themes throughout this, but it seems like he's got some weird jealousy about Obi-Wan and Padme. Yeah, it is very uh, Maybe it's because they're more age-appropriate or something. I don't know. And they're a little bit more age-appropriate for sure. But uh, anyway, he starts fo- force-choking his pregnant wife, which no one thinks is cool. <laughs> uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan both say some very dumb things to each other, and then they fight. Yoda shows up at Palpatine's... I don't know, Senate office, backup office, maybe the window's still being fixed in his real office. Could be, could be. But it's like, it's like under, it's under the big chamber. Yeah. Uh, they fight. Obi-Wan and Anakin kick each other. Yoda and Palpatine rise up into the empty Senate. Obi-Wan and Anakin turn off some shields that shouldn't have an off button and move out onto the catwalks. <laughs> right. What would be the Palpatine point? and Yoda throw pods at each other. Yoda takes a nasty fall and nopes out. Yeah, he's the only Obi-Wan one powerful Anakin... enough to win that battle, but he <laughs> takes a lump and goes, oh, never mind. He's ex- he's extremely easily discouraged. And there's never a moment where he uh, tells Bail Organa, internal bleeding I have or anything, <laughs> you know. <laughs> this will get me when I'm 912. Yeah, he temporarily loses the upper hand in that fight. And then he's like, well, okay, that was impossible. (laughs) Uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin wrestle in Hawaii, and they end up on a raft in some lava. Yoda drops down into Bail Organa's cool convertible to run away into exile. Like he literally says, into exile, I must go. (laughs) (laughs) He read the script. That's how bad he knows he fucked it up. As uh, Palpatine senses that Anakin's in danger and heads off towards Mustafar. Uh, By the way, way, during this whole whole counterpoint fight thing that's going on, I definitely got up and walked around a little bit because (laughs) I knew we were going to be sitting for a while. They did not fucking skimp on this end of the movie fight scene. This thing was endless. It's very long. Um... All right, Anakin and Obi-Wan fight on some floating droids and exchange more terrible one-liners. Obi-Wan jumps to a nearby shore of this lava river and tells Anakin it's over and he has the high ground, but Anakin is mad, says don't underestimate me, and gets three of his limbs cut off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He did a bad job. Yeah, 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 yeah. He slides down towards this lava while Obi-Wan yells at him, and then he catches fire, and that's pretty grisly. Um, Obi-Wan walks off with his lightsaber, but, uh, definitely doesn't stay to make sure he's dead. No, he doesn't, Obi-Wan and he doesn't see- do what oh. he should do and deliver the killing blow. No. Yeah. It seems like it would be just be a mercy at that point, but you know, you were my brother, Anakin or whatever. <laughs> 
Uh, Obi-Wan and Threeps rush off to get help for Padme, who's uh, drifting in and out of consciousness. A very burned Anakin drags himself up the slope by his metal arm as Palpatine arrives with clones and has him put in a medical capsule. Mm-hmm. Padme gives birth to twins in a weird asteroid hospital while Vader is rebuilt at the top of some rainy coruscant tower. Yes. A robot doctor tells Obi-Wan that Padme is dying of nothing. And sure <laughs> enough, once she names her surprise twins, Luke and Leia, and tells Obi-Wan they're still good in Anakin, she dies. Yeah, they could have just said she was injured and pregnant and those two things. There was a no, complication. But it, no, this fucker's got her all but say, medically, there's nothing wrong with her. Which I guess she's dying losing her. of grief. Yeah. I don't understand emotions, but it seems like she has a broken heart. <laughs> I think she said it earlier. Yeah. Uh, Vader gets tilted into an upright position. He's in the whole suit now. And uh, when Palpatine tells him he killed Padme, he yells no and wrecks up the place. <laughs> uh, Yoda and Obi-Wan decide to split up the babies. You know the rest. Leia goes to Alderaan. Luke and Obi-Wan go to Tatooine. Uh, but Yoda gives Obi-Wan some last homework to learn Force Ghost shit from Qui-Gon. <laughs> Bale gives the droids to Captain Antilles and has Threep's mind wiped. Padme's buried with full honors on Naboo as a somber Jar Jar watches. He doesn't have any lines in this movie. Good. Uh, Tarkin and Vader and Palpatine look at the skeleton of the Death Star. Bale returns from the war with another woman's child, but his wife is way cooler about it than Cat Stark. <laughs> uh, Obi-Wan turns Luke over to Aunt Beru who is not in any way related to him but she's the only woman around I guess and then That's heads she, into the desert as the she seems even more pleased than the other lady to get a baby that is true I guess maybe she also couldn't have a baby not explained she's just I think maybe in this universe everyone is super happy to have a baby dropped off yeah it's very good news for everybody mm-hmm. anyway uh Obi-Wan uh, rides a lizard out into the desert, and uh, the twin sun riser may be set, and the force theme plays the end. Oof. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I will say ahead of time that my scores for this movie did look a lot like a pile of dead younglings. <laughs> so. <laughs> but we can get into it. Um, I think we ought to. What did you have as the premise for this movie? Uh, okay. So I'll have to follow my my train of thought here fear is the enemy okay well what do you want me to do i guess have faith that's like the prescriptive version of that have have faith that what that i'm on the right track or like that everything will be okay if i just believe or that an unseen force is guiding me otherwise like isn't fear a natural part of life and shouldn't we learn how to cope with it and like use it to figure out how to solve our problems that are causing us fear not just like don't do fear like yoda always says so that's nothing, right? I mean, if it, all I could get from the movie was something about how fear is the enemy because it's what turns Anakin the whole time. And they slowly show you with the whole movie and the last movie and everything. But, like, have faith. What? I don't know. It's a two for me. I mean, we're in the same neighborhood for sure. I think that... Obi-Wan, Yoda, is trying to tell Anakin that his fear is rooted in his attachment. Yep. Like, it's specifically his fear of loss. Uh, and and I do think that ultimately the, the most convincing take from this movie is kind of a straight-up Buddhist attachment is suffering take. 
Yeah, he does tell him attachment leads to jealousy, and that jealousy is something else. I don't know. Oh, it's the shadow of greed. Okay, good. He always has a chain of these. They <laughs> kind of goes yeah, on yeah, for yeah, a yeah, while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, he boy, he sure does, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's some metaphysics here about accepting the universe as it is. Like uh, Qui Gon and Obi Wan eventually achieve immort- immortality by surrendering to death, whereas Vader is actively seeking immortality mm-hmm. and ends up, you know, a fucked up old robot that lives in an egg. By the way, um, I didn't say it earlier during your description, but what it would have been way better is if in that last scene they were standing on the Death Star watching the completion of his cool secret egg room. Agreed. <laughs> that would have been cooler. Because who... Why is that there? Yeah, I want to see him um, explaining what he wants in there. So unlike you, I don't think there's anything really wrong with this take. Uh, it's rushed. It's not treated with nuance or skill, but... I gave it a five. Okay. Uh, so we're starting out a little bit apart here. That's okay. Uh, we, we're we in the same space, but I just... I, I only saw it as this dude is afraid the whole time, and it leads him to make comically bad decisions. Oh, 100%. And also, what are you going to no do? One, no one in his support system is useful to him in any way. No, not even a little. Even when he goes looking for support, he doesn't get anything useful. <laughs> And he's like incompetent. He tells, like he, he needs guidance. Padme that that he has a dream that she's gonna die, and she's like, "Okay, but I won't," yep. which is not helpful. <laughs> Your dream's stupid. Yeah. What's worse than being told the thing you're worried about is dumb? Yoda's like, "This is all kind of your fault," <laughs> and he doesn't even go to talk to Obi Wan. I guess he knows what Obi Wan's gonna say. Although it turns out that Obi Wan has a pretty good suspicion of what's going on, and he kind of doesn't care. Yeah. So uh, it's true. Yoda lives in the space of "told you so." That's his favorite thing. He's like, "I've been telling I mean, you it since does you were like a that. kid. Just don't be." Remember afraid. when you were eight and I said, "Fear leads to suffering." You remember when you went in the room with the weird adults, and we asked you <laughs> if you were afraid, and you said no, and we said, "Aha! Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, you are afraid." And then we and said, fear leads to hate. Will hate leads be. to anger. Anger leads to suffering. He probably gave him a you will be, right? I imagine he That's said sort of, you will be at Didn't some he point. give Luke That's one of those? One of his deals. Yeah, he yeah, did. Okay. He for sure did. Okay. Um, execution. Do it. The 20-minute setup scene at the beginning is pretty exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's also a pretty cheap exit for Dooku. I think was- Dooku doesn't even get last words <laughs> yeah he gets a surprised look on his face but for 35 seconds he... well well uh palpatine and anakin argue about whether he should murder him did was chris lee busy was he doing a <laughs> lord of the rings or something like why wasn't he yeah, all they had was a shocked face he made in a frankenstein movie in the 1960s <laughs> and they just kind of did digital effects with it yeah so it was like all the stuff they did with leia in the ninth movie <laughs> Like, well, yeah, basically. she already filmed all well, this other she shit. She knows what she has to do. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it. They do a fucking Space uh, Ghost interview with her. Uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, Yes, you do, but this space war. <laughs> what can I do? Uh, we go right from that scene into Padme's pregnancy and Anakin's nightmares, and it's so wild that this is the ultimate reason that he turns, not his... You know, predilection for fascism or his frustration with the Jedi, mm-hmm. but his desperate belief in a, a fairy tale about saving her life that he is obviously being told for a specific manipulative reason. Uh, the writers, and by that I mean George, 
clearly didn't know which direction they wanted to go with this and just chose all of them. Because all this stuff does happen with the Jedi where he's pissed at the Jedi. But you're yeah. right that what seems to be the thing that George decided on was his wife's going to die. He's seen it in his dreams. Yeah, 10 years later, uh, smarter actors gave Ahsoka Tano a better reason for leaving the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. She, got, but she was framed. A better in, writer, rather, I should say. She was framed and it felt let down by everybody or something. And also was disillusioned about the use of clones. Oh, right. Yeah. About the immorality of using clones. Doesn't matter. This writer was not that good, so. <laughs> Sorry, George. The, the long... The long set piece fights at the end are over the top two, and there's just no real good explanation for why the two Jedi get out of these fights so early and don't see the job through. Yeah. Or, ultimately, even worse, why they split up at all. Like, wh- I get what's the clock that's ticking on going to get Anakin? Yeah. Oh, no, he's going to kill some Separatist leaders? Yeah, we hate them. Who cares? Yeah, if anything, they definitely should have both gone to fight the Emperor and then... Yeah. That's step one, and step two is later. Doesn't matter. Step one is important. Yeah, exactly. Let's knock this one out. <laughs> yeah, let's go get... Hey, let's do the main thing right now. But you're and right. And we can deal with that confused idiot child immediately. That they that George feels like he can't nerf Yoda and Obi-Wan. So he, like... Yoda, he gets his butt kicked a little, but, like, that's not bad. He doesn't get his ass kicked. He no. just kind of sees a setback and then fucking bolts. And then Obi-Wan wins his duel, but then, like just pieces out before the job is done because he's like, well, we can't have the heroes lose at the end, but of course they have to lose because we see what happens next. We know what episode four is. And also we never see Obi-Wan attempt to explain what happened there. We never see him say, well, okay, I thought he was going to die, but you know what? I haven't felt anything. I actually think he's probably still alive. <laughs> That's right. I don't think it ended up happening. I didn't feel I'm actually like 95% sure I would have felt when he died. So yeah, now that I think about it, he's probably pretty pissed off and pretty fucked up. So <laughs> yeah, if he can, I might have made. Listen, Yoda, I might have made things worse. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know, buddy. If the if he's ambulatory, like we're gonna have some problems. I think. Yeah. Um, the Wookiee battle is not a long scene, but it's a waste of time, and it's very dumb that Chewbacca got dragged into this movie. <sighs> They all have different jobs uh, and identities every week, bro. I, I was, essentially it. Why did he has no role in this film? There's no reason for him to be there. And you're right. All of the CGI advances the plot. Not at all. None yeah. of the things that happen in those scenes matter in any way. Or if they do, it's like you could just do like a one room fight scene that would be over in fucking three minutes. And then this movie would be a tolerable length. Yeah. Also, it, it's. <sighs> It does not, there's no, literally no reason for you. They have to send, I guess they have to send Yoda away because we know that Anakin can't kill Yoda at the Jedi Temple. Right. Right. So he has to be somewhere else. But like, we've just been told that the clone armies are hella winning this war. Mm-hmm. And then Kiari Mooney pipes up, what about the Wookiees? What about the <laughs> droid attack on the Wookiees? I can think of one example that isn't going that well. And then Yoda's got to go off there, and then we see, you know, the Wookiees have got weird bug ships or whatever the fuck. Oh, and then Yoda's dumb explanation is he has a good relationship with the Wookiees. What? Why? I feel like anybody will have a good uh, fucking relationship with them when they come to bail them out in their war against robots. 
Yeah, you would think that you wouldn't need a particularly good, like, any Jedi showing up and helping them fight, probably going to get on their good side pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, also, he has to say goodbye to Chewbacca like he's a close personal friend. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> These two guys literally never met in the original trilogy. It's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> Another thing that's unclear to me is why the Senate is so all in on reorganizing as an empire when <laughs> this fucking deranged monster stands up and just announces it, and then they just go fucking buck wild the about it. The first galactic empire! They're all like, hell yes! Fuck yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, we get that they've been voting him emergency powers, but how? why does that equate to they love this idea of him declaring himself emperor? I'm out of a job, everybody. Let's give this guy a round of applause. Woo! <laughs> um, basically, George Lucas left himself too much ground to cover in this episode, and so nothing is explained and nothing makes sense. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, usually this is where I say, but the music was good as always. But in this one, the whole soundtrack is like ominous chanting. Yes. And I just did not enjoy it. Every scene, even the ones where the words sound like they're supposed to be nice, the music is is scary in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's like everyone liked that everyone likes that one menacing part from Duel of the Fates where they're going ah, ah, ah. <laughs> And it's just the whole movie is that. So uh I give it a three for execution. Ah, uh, we are in the same boat. I gave it a three. Uh look, everything you said is right. My other issue with Star Wars movies in general is that everything is, like, fucking faded. Like, everything about Anakin's journey here is completely telegraphed. Like, there was no way he wasn't going to turn. And obviously, he was going to turn because we've seen the other trilogy. But it all is, like, preordained. Like, the people in the movie believe in prophecy, but it seems like George does, too. Yeah. Like, this prophecy is misread by the characters in the film. They think he's going to bring balance to the Force, and it ends up, he ends up fucking the whole thing up. But everything since this kid was virgin birthed. Yes. Was. Everything was. <laughs> by, by the way, they completely flub their last chance to circle back on that idea in this one. <laughs> when, uh. When Palpatine is talking about how Plagueis could even influence the midichlorians <laughs> to create life, and then fucking nobody goes, wait a minute. Is that... Was that... Is that what happened to Was me? my mom right? <laughs> was she not a dum-dum who didn't understand sex? <laughs> anyway, everything's like just like been in motion since then for him to turn out like a real shitbag. And of course, if that's the story you write, you need everybody in the story to make nothing but wildly stupid decisions. To make that outcome happen. Decisions yeah. that they couldn't make if they were real people with free will. I don't even know what I'm rambling about, except to say that this is not how people act, and not how life works, and that's, so it's a bummer to watch. Um, yeah, I'm going to return the favor and say you're not wrong about any of that. <laughs> I'd, um, I'd almost prefer two hours of the battle scene from the beginning before any dialogue has begun. To what happens in the film. Even though it was a total waste of time, just do the CJ space battle for two hours and none of George's words. Yeah. Uh, CGI. Chris- what if that whole? Let's go on a real tangent here. What if that whole opening battle, it hadn't been Obi Wan and Anakin flying those ships, but it had been about those clone pilots in those six wing ships, mm. and then they fucking fought their way through there, and then like 
Obi-Wan and Anakin jumped out of the fighters or something and went on their business. And so the, the Jedi didn't also have to be amazing pilots. <laughs> well, especially since one of them complains every film that he hates flying. About 15 times during this sequence, too. So annoying. <laughs> uh, CGI Christopher Lee is very bad. He looks bad. No, oh, you when he's flipping down from railings and yeah. doing... Yeah. He looks like a Gumby person or something. <laughs> uh, do you think there is a credible way for someone to back kick someone 15 <laughs> feet through the air? I, probably not. The fact that it's physically impossible makes the CGI always look bad, I think. Yeah, I should have just thrown Anakin with the Force, too. We should have left that kick out of it. Uh, let's see. I guess it's sad to see the Jedi eradicated, but honestly, I don't know any of these guys, and the Jedi have mainly sucked in these films. So, yeah, it's not like he built this great organization and then when they die, you're like, oh, it's the end of everything. It's kind of like, well, I mean, they did a bad job and it seemed like they were doing a bad job just for the longest time. So, no, and I want to be clear. I said the names of a bunch of Jedis earlier, but the only names of any Jedi we learn in the movies are Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. Mace Windu. Yep. And we already knew Yoda. Right, yeah. so like that's it. Those are the only two Jedi's we learn by name. Yeah, and, then and Master Sifo Dyas, if he existed and it is dead, <laughs> right? And then just Obi Wan and Anakin, and that's it. Right. Yeah. It's um, like, where's the guy with the really long neck and the tiny head from the first movie? <laughs> where's right. Where's Pink Yoda? Where's Lady Yoda? Uh, they make very little effort to make these people characters we should care about when we see them get wiped out. Yes, I mean, honestly, they're showing a bunch of people that we don't know getting killed, and it's like, okay, I get that they're getting eradicated and they didn't see it coming, but, like, you did such a oh, bad no, job. Oh, no, man. Oh, shit, Luminara unduly, guys? <laughs> well, I'm walking out right now. I'm not watching the rest of the movie. Take that, George. You got my money, but you're not going to get my attention for the rest of the film. Um, They don't attempt to explain why they are sending these babies where they send them, and I'm glad. Because... <laughs> It would be as dumb as the hand-waving they do on Qui-Gon a second later when they go, hey, guess who's back from the dead? When Yoda tells Obi-Wan to hang back a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a visit from an old friend. He knows how to, like, be alive. I don't know how he figured it out after he died, but he did. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're just oh, then the baby will go with his family, Yoda says. And it's like, well, that uh -huh. doesn't make sense, though, Yoda. Yoda, think about it. <laughs> hey, Yoda. Just That kid's not related to any of these people. And then fucking Jimmy Smits before that was like, well, we'll take the girl because we've always wanted a girl. And no one says, what about the boy? And he goes, I don't care about that. <laughs> I only want a girl. The boy, uh, Yoda I don't has care. Already said that, Yoda has already said where they're going to split him up, but you're right. It's just like, it's <laughs> so... Why don't they go, yeah, okay, but like, we don't know, maybe we can think about it and maybe we'll come up with an even better idea than giving you the girl. You know? But they don't. They just yeah. go, yeah, sure, that's fine. Whatever. None of this matters. Uh, for instance, one thought I immediately had was, well, you could send her with Yoda, I guess. Yeah, make her grow up in the swamp with Yoda and like learn how to use the fucking force, maybe. Yeah, she'd be good as hell at it, probably. Yeah, we will find out. Ah, uh, he knew he didn't have one of those helmets and some remotes to train with and a bunch of shit. What was he gonna do? He'd make her lift rocks. He'd climb into a backpack? <laughs> make her lift rocks? Because yeah. we will learn later that she has the force, but ain't nobody train her on it. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, just three. It was not not a very good film. Well, what about world building? Uh, this was the worst 
world building of the three in the original trilogy. <laughs> um, let's see. Whatever General Grievous is, he's a cyborg, okay. but in a new weird way where his organs are biological, but his whole dang body and head are robotic. He's like Krang, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. He's a little bit of I think his eyes are real. Just some soft tissue inside of a big suit that goes, uh, Yeah. Um, they just got rid of his whole skeleton, basically. Yes. The Jedi have different fighters from the clone pilots. Obi-Wan's fighter has an attachable, like, warp pod to do a hyperspace. Also different from the last movie, like a fucking CGI artist had to, uh... <sighs> had to invent work for his paycheck and they couldn't just use the fighter that obi-wan took to camino but george they gotta have new fighters it's almost the end of the war what if they had new smaller ones and they looked they had wing flaps that made them look a little bit like tie fighters george what if we showed hey we have to show how they got to tie yeah fighters. everyone's we... gonna be wanted to know about tie fighters where do tie fighters come from that's what everybody says george well here's our chance to show them right here on the big screen uh, let's see. Vulture droids, buzz droids. Who gives a shit? Um, at the beginning of the film, who knows Palpy is the Sith Lord at the beginning of the movie? Surely Dooku knows. Yep. Does Grievous? I don't believe Grievous. I don't think there's anything that indicates that Grievous knows. Is there anybody else? Is it just Dooku and then he offs him 30 seconds in or whatever? Yeah, it doesn't, boy, it sure doesn't seem like Newt Gunray ever puts it together, huh? <laughs> no, definitely not those guys. He's known this guy for 18 years at this point. He doesn't have a first fucking clue. No. Well, if that happens when you only ever get Zoom calls, it's, you're never going to learn anything I've like uh, noticed that I can never reach Darth Sidious when the Senate is in session. You know, there's something to be said about uh, sharing an office and, like, having rapport. <laughs> Maybe I see you in the hallway sometime. Oh, we work together, but I don't feel like I really know him. I feel like I'm on an island out here. Siloed! <laughs> anyway. Also, the full body holograms mean I still have to dress up. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I became the chief of the Wamapoke <laughs> Indian tribe that time. <laughs> You're going to tell Leslie, Leslie Nope something. <laughs> <laughs> White people, they're terrified of curses. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. I've never claimed to be good at accent work. <laughs> well, it's hard. It's hard I definitely not to lost. He didn't. He didn't get all the way to Irish slash Jamaican. So. The longer you do it, the more likely it is you're going to do a slip. <laughs> yep. Um, in this movie, I guess the space battles are just the age of fucking sail. Just manned cannons. Uh, with all the broadsides and everything, yeah. Doing broadsides and the cannons roll back and everything, and it's like, God it, damn it, George! It, yes, except that they're not, like, cannons from the Age of Sail. They're like howitzers. They yeah. eject the casings from the side and everything. Uh, no one's, like, ramming a projectile down there and then rolling it up and firing it. It is, uh, it is very odd technology, but they... Star Wars does seem to have always had manned guns. It's so yeah. Again, I think their internet broke or something. Like they don't, <laughs> they don't have the kinds of automation and things that they should have. They somehow have definitely sentient robots <laughs> and <laughs> also no computers. Yes, I don't really. Understand and also it. very low literacy, I believe. Are they in like the Fallout universe? Did like 
I, I mean, <laughs> did all the shit happen different? Because I think it have... must have. Well, this was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But let's just say that the technological, uh, like the, their tech tree, is very different from the Civ Five tech tree. That's all. <laughs> yeah, because they even got diners like you would in Fallout. So <laughs> yeah, that is true. But I didn't hear the ink spots once. Do you so. suppose George loves Fallout? So that's just his absolute fucking palette hey, right there. Man. Okay, real question. How fucking pumped would you have been if like two thirds of the way through you heard 60 Minute Man in the background and you're like, <laughs> I totally did not remember that this nasty song was in here. <laughs> it is such a cool brag for that era. That's like the coolest brag of all time for that era <laughs> that you were able to put that on the fucking radio. Well, how did they do that? <laughs> skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> now to be fair yeah. only 15 of the 60 minutes are blowing my top <laughs> is it 15 minutes of kissing is it the part the deep voice guy says does he say the blow in his top part there's got to be a part that the deep voice guy says uh the deep voice guy sings the verses in 60 minute man oh okay am i wrong about that I don't know. We'll play. We'll fucking queue it up for later. Um, <laughs> All right, well, we will do that. I think this is our podcast. Star Wars doesn't rule us. Um, f- there are some firefighting ships that try to put out the ship that is just going to crash anyway. Um, uh, the Wookies are allies of the Jedi. Dooku trained Grievous in the Jedi art, but then Grievous just did helicopter blades. So who knows what he was taught? Right, <laughs> he's like Count du- Count Dooku trained me in the Jedi art, and then he just goes wah, wah, the, wah, wah, the wah, least wah. important part of being a Jedi. He's <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think he taught you the helicopter thing. That seems like something you developed. Um, I guess Anakin's word is enough to put the whole Supreme Chancellor under arrest. Otherwise, what's Mace's <laughs> plan, and what was he doing there? What happened? Well, not only that, but. Mace, at the end, is like, well, I gotta kill him. Yeah, because he can't get an impartial trial. The whole Senate's behind him, and boy, are they ever. Well, I mean, he's 100% right about that, but, like, I think maybe since there are security cameras in his office 100% of the time, apparently, (laughs) because you see him knighting Darth Vader, uh, they would have probably been able to bring the Senate around on that one, huh? When he was like... uh, Shooting lightning and going, no, 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 no. <laughs> going like this, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen of the Senate, uh, now present <laughs> Exhibit B. Unlimited power. <laughs> gives you focus. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, Anakin just goes. Hey, I think uh, I think I know who the Sith Lord is. And Mace is like, fucking gonna arrest him. Who is it? Yeah. Uh, this the Supreme Chancellor? No problem. He'll be arrested in five minutes. And it's like, boy, uh, Mace, you don't need Mace much. Windu knows he, Mace Windu knows he's got to get this done before Yoda gets back from Kazook because uh, this Yoda's going to want to sweep this one under the fucking rug, too, because he doesn't want to <laughs> answer questions about how he didn't know that Palpatine, who he's been real good friends yeah, with. Face-to-face meetings for 20 years or whatever. 20 years, <laughs> just standing around in his office all the fucking time, how he didn't know that that guy was a Sith. Um, Do we ever get any 
you know, I'm, I'm sure we don't. Do we ever get any indication who programmed the clones with the Jedi murder codes? Did Sifo Diaz do that, or was that done later? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't really understand. Uh, it comes up in Clone Wars. Okay. Uh, anyway, now it's a galactic empire, I guess, is the big takeaway. It resets resets, and puts us where we are, or where we start episode four. Um, but for me, honestly, it was just kind of like, there's some stuff in there, some stuff I don't like. I gave it a three. But we, in Star Trek, we call it the standard three. Yeah, I liked it a little bit better. Uh, I gave it a five. I mean, it's all the stuff you said, really. Fire ships and landing strips and ray shields and buzz droids and clone pilots and... The progress of the war in the Outer Rim, the importance of Kashyyyk, mm-hmm. neat little hyperspace rings that their fighters dock into. I've always liked that. Mm-hmm. Order 66. Whatever of the things he said about Darth Plagueis is true, <laughs> and uh, also the secret of immortality. He could even cure death. I'm s- Look at me when I'm talking to you. <laughs> this is the important even. part, Anakin. He could stop his Anakin. Stop watching the ballet from dying. Can you please put the curtain down? Put the curtain down. They could. He could stop his loved ones from dying. <laughs> Are you tying your shoes, Anakin? <laughs> please pay attention, Anakin. I've planned this all out. Please pay attention. Like his wife, I spent maybe? a lot of time on this. His wife, such as. <laughs> <clears throat> Imagine if Darth Plagueis had had a secret wife who might die in childish any of this? No? You, how about I just tell you I'm a Sith Lord and I can save Padme, your secret wife? <clears throat> oh, boy. Um, but I give it a five. Okay. <laughs> Look, I, mean, I, wanted, I almost give it more points just because it does reset the whole universe basically like all the jedi die this the galactic senate is no more it's just that since we've seen the other three movies it was like of course it was going to end there and then there's just so much shit in this movie that made me scratch my head and go why hey this one is not cleaning up points wise no (laughs) it's not so far just fyi uh i guess we should talk about characterization jump into it yeah as usual anakin sucks god yeah and once he turns to the dark side, he is immediately willing to do anything. <laughs> like Palpatine asks him to do probably the worst thing he ever does right away, and he just does it. Yeah, he really is in for a penny, in for a pound on this shit. Yeah. Well, from his point of view, the Jedi are evil. Uh, and like <laughs> he last says it about time, man, I put so many good comments about this. Go on. Uh, <laughs> Like last time, Obi-Wan has been a pretty lousy mentor and has failed to notice or care about some real wild stuff. Yeah. I, I actually wish that they had played up the jealousy angle a little bit because it's the most interesting character work in the movie, frankly. That's because this weird thing where where Anakin thinks maybe Obi-Wan's getting it in too. It's uh, the only thing in the script that they can even wrap their heads around, the actors, I think. Um, it does seem like it's the only thing they cue in on, doesn't it? Because the rest of it is fucking nonsense, and so that part makes sense. Um, when Anakin walks in and like fucking sniffs the air and goes, "Obi-Wan's been here, hasn't he?" <laughs> it's a smell. Like, What's this story? <laughs> it's a smell your dick situation, I think. It is. <laughs> Listen, she might break bread with one or two strippers, <laughs> but that don't mean you got a polar zipper. Oh, man, you like, like will end up in the hospital or whatever he says. What does he say? Uh, get your eyes swole up. Oh, get your eyes swole up. <laughs> it's one of the all-time raps. That rap 
is in my list of top five all-time raps. <laughs> it's... It's it's got legs. It's got some real baffling shit going on, and uh, it's very unapologetic. Break bread. Oh, it's the it is the opposite of apology. Yeah, you might break bread with one or two strippers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mace doesn't really understand emotions, but he tries with Anakin. I think. Mm. But like, what's up with this decision to kill Palpatine at the end? Yeah, I, I got some notes about it later. I'll just say, even if he still wants to kill Palpy, like, read the room. He should read the room. Like, he didn't turn to Anakin and say, like you did with Dooku. But, right. <clears throat> but like, he definitely, I think, expected Anakin to be on his side yeah, in, on this one. He should have remembered all the times he negged Anakin over the last 20 years or whatever. And then, yeah. <laughs> however long it's yeah. been. And then maybe he wouldn't have had that idea. Um. Anyway, Yoda's just a complete failure. He fails <laughs> so bad he knows he has to go into exile. <laughs> Says it with his mouth. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm almost there in real life. Listen, I get it. <laughs> Not long before I just go into exile. <laughs> into exile, I must go. I'll tell Marge on that one day. I'll just fucking get in the car and drive, and that'll be it. Um, Palpatine is triumphant in this one, so I guess he's doing okay. But unlike in previous movies where he was like expertly manipulating things behind the scenes, this time he triumphs because everyone is dumb and no one takes enough backup to bring him in. <laughs> <sighs> So everybody looks pretty bad here, frankly. I, I gave it a I gave it a four for characterization. Okay. Uh let's see. Anakin at least wants to treat the clones like people, it seems. Uh, and the limited inter- interactions early in the movie or whatever. He also seems defensive about R2's mental health. Yeah. That is true. It's like he's heard 50 weird screeds about R2 off screen that we've never heard. That's exactly right. Oh, Jesus. Here comes Obi-Wan with some shit he's got to say about R2-D2. Like he could predict exactly what Obi-Wan was about to say and then was like mouthing along with him when he said it and then went, okay, you know what? Enough of this. Yeah. Like you said about the stuff where he's jealous and you want to know more about that. I would like to know where this is coming from. What is the background? Yeah, I don't R2 think that stuff? is in the Clone Wars. I don't think uh, Obi-Wan <laughs> is constantly giving R2 shit in the Clone Wars. Um, Anakin's. They chose not to focus on that aspect of it. Well, you know, Obi-Wan doesn't remember owning any droids and maybe that's just him throwing more shade <laughs> at R2. <laughs> I think you'll find that he's not willing to commit to not actually remembering. He will only go as far as I don't seem I to don't, remember. I don't seem to remember owning any droids. This but I am a liar. You'll find he doesn't make a lot of definitive statements for a reason. <laughs> uh, Anakin's like a real, real pushover. Uh, he's become friendly with the Chancellor and just does whatever he tells him to do. He also really wants to get the Chancellor more of those emergency powers. Um, he seems like he's okay spying on the Jedi for the Chancellor, but not spying on the Chancellor for the Jedi. He's just a real creep around his wife like he always has been. Does not like her pregnancy at all. Mm-mm. Hey, maybe Anakin's just dumb. Like, Well, here's the thing. I don't think he went to school. No, he did whatever Jedi do, and it seems like that's mostly just like doing the stupid helmet training. 
he's got like a weird intuitive way with machines, which might also come from the force. Who knows? But like, uh, cause like, I don't know if he can do math. Do you think he can do math? I do, do you think I, he knows his times tables? He was a slave. He definitely did not go to school on Tatooine. No. And, uh, I don't think the Jedi caught him up, frankly. No. And he's super easy to turn. Obviously he somehow thinks death can be cured. Cause a weird old man said it. It's like, I think he's just like a real jelly brain, you know? I think so too. And that's what the movie, that's what the movie shows us. But George didn't have the sensitivity to address the topic, you know? Like maybe he's being exploited because he's just some stuff going on upstairs. Anyway, um, Obi Wan still hates flying. It's pretty clear he's being exploited. Do you remember in Return of the Jedi when he tells Luke, listen, I have to take you up there and you're not going to be able to resist him. <laughs> like, this guy's too, he's too, he's too powerful. He's, he's too good. He's too and strong. And Luke just goes, nah, though. <laughs> and then you see Vader looking back and forth between them. Literally shows him going, what? Huh? Huh? What? Like, he really did think that the Chancellor was going to fucking use his fucking silver tongue and Luke was just going to fall in line. But Luke just goes, no, though. And fucking Vader like, uh, is weirded out. Uncle Owen probably wasn't a real good dad, but I bet Luke went to school. <laughs> yeah, he did ag stuff, you know, for sure. Yeah. Whatever the, whatever the he version He at least felt like he was going to get into the academy. That's true, yeah. I mean, he probably had good test scores and stuff. Yeah. Um... Obi-Wan hates flying. Uh, Obi-Wan grudgingly admits he's failed Anakin in the end. And I think that is <laughs> like the most character work you're ever going to get out of Obi-Wan. <laughs> We've had three movies yes. where he is uh, ostensibly a main character. These first three movies. But like he's n- not really in the first movie. He doesn't. He's in the second movie a lot, but there's no character work done. And then in this one, he has a lot of charisma. Like he's. Way more smiley and jokey than he is in the other two. Uh huh. He's a real fucking swashbuckler in this movie. Yeah, but like, and he does deliver. He does finally admit that he's failed. Yeah, but I want Anakin. you to think about how he says it because what he says is, "I have failed you, Anakin." But and it's like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, so what you're saying is that either you have been. You've been telling Anakin that you failed him as a guilt trip or whatever for all these. Like, this feels like the end of a long series of things where someone has been saying Anakin or Obi-Wan has failed Anakin or he's been saying it sarcastically. More of that good off screen stuff that we should get more insight into. Yeah. Yep. It's an odd delivery because he doesn't just say, I failed you, Anakin. But still, he says, I have failed you, Anakin. Still, you see him as like a, I, I, okay. I guess I did one thing wrong, but to be fair, it's what's supposed to follow that. I think. Um, but when you see him as an old man, he can't even do that for Luke. Nah, he can't be to Luke like I failed you. Uh, he says, "I thought I could trade it just as good as Master Yoda," but it's like, hey, that's not the problem. <laughs> no. That wasn't the problem. No. Uh, R four gets decapitated. Does it matter to anyone? No. Well, it doesn't. You know who it doesn't matter to? Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, who is pretty sure that these robots are not sentient. If droids could think, you know? There'd be no need for any of us. Mm-hmm. Or whatever he says. There'd be none of us here. I have a lot of character notes about Mace Windu. Okay. <laughs> All right. Dude is a real wharf. 
just saying I, yeah for sure saying grievous is without honor and he's a coward and all this nonsense and you're like bro what does that have to do with anything fuck man what if they just got dorn in here they should have just got dorn um mace also says out loud he doesn't trust anakin so <laughs> that's gonna come back to be a problem for him when anakin shouts i need him doesn't it make <laughs> sense to say out loud okay we'll arrest Why? him for now yeah. then like shank palpy on the way out or something like, it's real hubris from Mace to just not read the room at all and just do whatever he wants instead of going, oh, this insane weirdo in the corner just shouted like a maniac that he needs him. So maybe yeah, well, I should he just, just beat, play nice. He just beat the Sith Lord and leader of the free galaxy in a fight <laughs> one-on-one, so he's probably pretty full of himself right at that oh, moment. Oh, he is fucking juiced, for sure. His, he's got a crazy look on his face. Um, but yeah, he's got a lot of growing up to do in general. I was disappointed in Mace. Yeah. Um, well, he goes out like a real punk, so. Yeah, he gets his hand off and goes, ah! and then gets fucking blasted out the window. He probably could hear the unlimited power thing, too. On, on the way, way down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the last thing he heard. So, oh, by the way, I'm not sure Mace is dead. It's Star Wars. So he fell. I don't care. You know, we, <laughs> like he'll be back. I can't believe they would be holding it, holding that card to their chest for all this time. But I guess we'll see in episode you know, ten, Mandalorian season five or whatever. <laughs> episode ten, the first of the next trilogy that for some reason will be greenlit. Um, the it'll even though they've told us over and over again it'll be the end of the the Skywalker saga. It'll be like just a bunch more Skywalker nonsense, and Mace Windu will show up, and you'll be like, oh yeah, you thought I died. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> no, nah, fifty years ago, I fucking hung on to something. Yeah, I went into exile. That's right. It's pretty. It's actually pretty common among Jedi. <laughs> uh, Palpy. Yoda did it. Luke did it. I did it. Did the Force lightning give Palpy an accent? <laughs> he like talks like a mostly regular dude, like kind of a regular sort of British sounding dude. And then after the force lightning gets reflected, he's straight Transylvanian? <laughs> you got like a, the force equivalent of a cleft palate or something. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's, you can't feel, You can't tell from the outside what happened, but it does seem like he's got new dentures or I don't know. <laughs> in, in seconds before it, he has his regular uh, senator slash chancellor Palpatine voice and then after the force lighting he's like and it is the galactic empire <laughs> like what happened why is his mouth and voice different oh. uh, stand by your man and all that but it is wild to hear Padme say not Anakin he couldn't do that about killing younglings <laughs> bro he told you all about <laughs> killing the younglings, and you were into it. <laughs> For her to say no, not Anakin. He she had sexnesia. She couldn't remember. <laughs> I mean, he is a beefcake. Like, I know. Like, you got to get it while well, the getting's good and all that. But, like, laughed out loud when she said that. Um, man, I, I only gave it as much. I only gave it as much as a three. Well, I guess it's time for quick hitters. I got some. <laughs> Be weird if you didn't. Hey, these big bulky droids, the ones that go, 
What that? That nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> the B2 metal droids, they're much stronger, but apparently they're very dumb. Huh? <laughs> Why would they program them to speak wrong? Why did they program in uh, that they say, what that, that nothing? Nothing. Don't worry. That they didn't nothing. say nothing. That nothing. Why? That nothing. Who did what that? What that? Who's responsible? Listen, uh, A, the, the same, it's Jar Jar's speechwriter who put <laughs> Dello Felicates in there as a fun little joke. No, I mean, also in does universe. some droid programming on the side. In universe, is this Boeing who did this? I want to know. Listen, here's the deal. These dudes are bigger, right? Oh, yeah. They're bigger. Sure. So it takes more brain power <laughs> to, so to move s- their Mega Man blaster arms. So they got to save some of the brain power on the talking. So they're not, they don't got so much linguistic. Pro- Everyone was like, why do we make these guys say Roger, Roger and dumb shit like that? <laughs> like, these, hey, these guys do way too much talking for droids that take all of their orders from a computer. Maybe we should. Uh, there was like a slider that they kept pushing down. On how smart the robot was, and they just kept going, nah, push it down further. And you get to these yeah. boys, and they just go, what that? They're like, hey, we got, here's the thing, we got a big batch of surplus calculator chips from the techno union, <laughs> and we could, it, they're technically powerful enough to pro, to run a battle droid, but it won't talk good. No. Does that, do we care? I mean, as like, long as we can. We could get these chips, I'm talking cheap. As long as we can sort of understand what it's saying, it doesn't really matter, right? I mean, they're not talking droids. <laughs> that nothing. Um, again, you and McGregor seem to find some charisma for this one. It had been missing in action for all of episode two. Yeah. Uh, I hope right you are. Why not <laughs> right I hope you are? How does the work? Because it's... Because no one ever consulted a linguist. <laughs> George Lucas just thought it would be funny if this little dude talked weird in uh, it's... Empire Strikes Back. and the, But they never attempted to make it consistent, and it doesn't make any sense, and you can't. Sometimes he says entire sentences in normal English order, uh-huh. and sometimes it's just whatever the fuck. Yeah, that one came out. I think we can all agree that Galactic Basic is not his first language, and he <laughs> comes from a language that has a different word order. That must be the case. Yes, that's fine. I just... I figured if he wasn't going to say it our way, he'd say it his way. And then he said it this other way, and it stood out to my ears. I went, wait a minute, what the fuck? What was that? It's like, how long would you have to live in Korea before you could think of sentences in Korean word order and not have to think of them in English and then trant, like shuffle them? I mean, do I get to talk to people in Korea when I live there, or do I still just have to use Duo or whatever? Well, you get to talk to some, but you mostly have to sit in a leather armchair. <laughs> While the sun goes down forever. Sun, in a sunlit room where the sun never rises or sets. It's just constantly sunset. God, that's... It's just permanently golden hour, and you have to sit up there th- pretending like you're meditating or whatever. All just staring at each other, not doing anything about any problems. Probably stinks in that room. I bet it probably smells like old man. <laughs> That's right. Well, that way, when the little kids come in, you can creep them out even more. Yeah. Um, I bet every single Jedi Master has gross yellow toenails. Oh, man. I, you for, there's for sure some flocks situations happening in that room. Yeah. Um, I got some alternate history here. Do you think Anakin would have ever betrayed these guys if Qui-Gon had just saved his mom? No! I mean, it all would have gone different. Like, if Qui-Gon had just took out his lightsaber and said to Watto, too bad, I'm taking them both because slavery's wrong. 
Like if his mom was just sweeping in the library down there with Jocasta New or yeah, whatever, he'd never had to. He'd never lost her, so he wasn't worried about that in his life. Well, he definitely would not have these prophetic dreams that he one hundred percent believes are real. Yeah, he said he probably would have been. Well, she told me this morning that she was pregnant, and then I had a bad dream that she died in childbirth. So as soon as like I got some stuff to work through, <laughs> that's right. Instead yeah. of if you're you... gonna, hey, I got real bad news, Padme. You're gonna die in childbirth. <laughs> I think I need to like see a therapist and work out whatever issues I have about being a dad. Probably, yeah. Wonder if it's because I didn't have a dad or because I'm keeping this all very secret and it's very precarious. But like, if only Qui Gon had just done what was right anyway, and just like yeah. while he was there, freed some slaves because he was there, and the, you know <laughs> what is going to piss off the huts? Who gives a shit? It's a it's a good question. Um. <sighs> Anyway, then he'd, you know, Anakin would probably believe the Jedi were really trying to do good in the universe. Whatever. Um, hey, what if the Wookiees were Tarzans, though? Well, <laughs> they, they have them swing from vines and go, oh, <laughs> it's so bad. Did anyone uh. in the movie theater when that movie came out just go, they're Tarzans now? Uh, I mean, do you think there's any chance that George Lucas doesn't unironically and without any introspection love Tarzan and doesn't think about <laughs> of the, colonialism yes. at all or any of the, the idea of a white man civilizing the jungle? Yeah, he, uh, he's probably real down with the white man's burden. All that nonsense. I would imagine that he is, yeah. Mm, that robot, that's, I guess, one of... Um, uh, Grievous's henchman in like the hooded disguise really made me laugh. <laughs> no one will know I'm a robot now. The top of my head is covered and there's I've kind of like half draped myself in a cape. No, uh, now I'll just pass for one of the locals. Like, I mean, to be fair, oh, I see your whole robot feels, body. This definitely does feel like a universe where you could skulk around in a cowl. <laughs> ah, he's just I mean, another Obi Wan's trick. He's just another one of us. <laughs> I, he was all robot yeah I know <laughs> this movie had a lot Listen, of un, I, unintentional comedy in this film that guy was not even good at his job Obi-Wan 100% fooled him by setting his fighter back to the ship <laughs> he must have not looked at the exact moment that Obi-Wan jumped out and hid <sighs> and then got on the world's loudest dinosaur <laughs> Then cannot shut up for a second. It does not want him riding it. But it does whatever he says. He learned how to ride that thing immediately very well. Well, he saw how cool Anakin looked riding the monster in the arena, so <laughs> he's been practicing. Uh, a continuing trend of unintentional comedy. When Mace says out loud that he senses a plot against the Jedi, out of nowhere and real matter of fact, like, huh. You know what I just thought of? I think there's a plot against <laughs> us by the forces of the dark side. I chuckled heartily. It was one of the worst line readings I've ever fucking seen in a movie. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. He like looks up just suddenly and just says it. And you're like, why? What happened? They just, <laughs> they said, literally George went, well, I got to put it in the script somewhere that they sense it. And then he like just thumbed through it and picked a place at random? Why, why did 
the clones say about Jimmy Smith. Don't worry about him. Let him go. That's a good question. They control the whole military. They don't have to let anybody yeah. go. They could, like, he's a, they don't have to kill him. I know he's a senator, but they could definitely, he could definitely cool his heels in a cell somewhere for a minute. But they say out Until after Palpatine makes his big announcement. They say out loud as he's slowly getting away, don't worry about him. Let him go. Okay. I guess that's one way to they do They know it. they have orders to be there murdering children. They don't care what he thinks. Crazy. Uh, Chewbacca's buddy, whatever you said his name was, Gilfoyle or whatever. Um, yeah, let's say Gilfoyle. Seemed way more ornate. Oh, he's their actual leader. Chewbacca's like number two. To me, it looked like Chewbacca was like uh, a Zhuge Liang type. And this other guy was like a Zhang Fei type. Because he had like armored shoulder pads and shit. And he had, his hair was braided all cool. He looked like he was going to go out there and punch somebody. But Chewbacca looked like he was going to hang back. It's an interesting thought. He is technically a general. Yeah. Uh, man, as always, the horned blue guy who hangs with the Chancellor ends up having <laughs> the wimpiest little voice and accent. <laughs> he's like, looks... he's telling Jimmy Smith to come, please come to the Senate. Yeah, he looks so fucking imposing and everything. And then he goes, yeah, hey, you've been ordered to come to the Senate. <laughs> like, oh, come on. <laughs> Don't let that guy say his own lines. Just ADR that shit with some devil voice. It's bullcrap. It's like when the, what are they, orcs? In the Lord of the Rings, when like in the first one, the one that kills uh, Sean Bean, like, we ain't got no meat. <laughs> the first one's like so scary; he's like a big fucking predator beast or whatever, and he kills Sean Bean. But then by the next movie, there's millions of them, and they're all like, "I want more meat." <laughs> what am I? What's happening? Way to fucking yeah. neuter your own dudes, Jesus. Um. Did a bot write, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil? Yeah. It's, it sounded like, I prefer Klingon beliefs. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit like that. From my point of view, though, hang with me. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil, we say, in the middle of the sword fight. <sighs> uh, some other alternate scenarios that might have been interesting include... Padme takes Anakin up on his offer to help him overthrow Palpy and rule the galaxy. But, like, she uses her influence on him to temper him or something. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Obi-Wan delivers a death blow near the lava and there is no Darth Vader at all. I like both of those scenarios. Yeah, those are both pretty good scenarios, for sure. And then again, everyone in the universe is so jazzed to have a baby dropped off on their doorstep. It's like the fucking <laughs> uh-huh. best fucking just Christmas. It's the fucking best. Not like, why did you bring me this baby? I can't take care of a baby. I don't know if you've looked around. <laughs> There's nothing here. Hey. hey, we have a huge complicated infrastructure to get enough water to drink. This is like subsistence water farming? What I gotta you... come up with more water for this baby <laughs> now? Right. What am I supposed to do with that? But she's just like... Uh, you better have a droid that knows how to program binary load lifters. Jesus. She looked like me when my, when mom dropped off Secret of Mana or whatever. It was my favorite day. It was a good day. It was a hell of a good day because I got King Griffey Jr. the same day. That's a good day. <clears throat> anyway, that's it for me. Those are my quick ones. What about you? Hmm. <sighs> 
Yeah, George Lucas takes a minute in the opening crawl to get philosophical. There are heroes on both sides. <laughs> Evil is everywhere. Evil's everywhere, but there's heroes on both sides. It's like... Hey, if you were going to humanize the other side, like... I mean, you're going to do that in the movie, right? You're not yeah, just going to well. say it in the crawl. Like, it's, you're going to see some of that, right? No, you don't see any. <laughs> He's never heard show, don't tell. Um... <clears throat> The whole Supreme Chancellor, the entire Supreme Chancellor of the whole galaxy mm. is kidnapped and they send two dudes up for him. <laughs> yep. Of course, that must be staffed like Starfleet. Yeah, it's like, and there's a giant space battle going on. But like, uh-huh. I guess they don't bother to try to get any of the resources in that battle involved in that part of the operation. It's just nope. those two dudes. Nope. 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 Why would Obi-Wan who hates flying, start this mission by buzzing a capital ship and then turning a barrel roll to enter the fray. <laughs> like, you see these little precision maneuvers? The very first thing we see in the movie, it's like, well, that don't make no sense. Yeah, when they're just, when the on-the-rails mission is starting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe he was trying to Right make before it-, it pulls back to, to mid-back view of the fighter so you can take control. <laughs> he was trying to make it um, less hateful. He was trying to have fun with it, maybe. Uh, it also seemed like, and I had never noticed this in any other watch through, it seemed like he turned the ship over to R4 when those missiles locked on to let R4 fly the evasive maneuvers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he hates flying, so I guess that makes sense. But then, like, what's going to happen later? Because R- R4 gets his head cut off. Yeah. This is a universe in which the technology definitely doesn't make sense, but how could these little buzzsaw droids be more efficient than just explosive warheads? Yeah. <laughs> these fucking missiles exploded a little cluster of these droids that have one circular saw come out. <laughs> it's true. If they're good enough to walk on your ship in full flight, they could just blow up then. Yeah, doesn't seem like they need the saws. They could just be mines that lock onto your ship. Yeah, I don't know. It's like... These droids belong in uh, Robot Wars, losing to a droid that just uh, flips them. Yeah, one of the flips. Just, just a big flipper droid. Yep. <laughs> um, Grievous, Dooku, and Palpatine are all on this one ship in the middle of a huge space flight. This is a real big gamble. Well, and the ship takes some to try to get Anakin to try to get Anakin to turn a little bit to the dark side. But, like, they almost lose the whole ship. All of the Sith in the universe are almost killed in this fight. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but, you know, they've probably seen it or something. How come Grievous doesn't say, I don't think Dooku should be here, too. That Like, I can handle this. That I, doesn't make a lot of sense. I can handle like, Palpatine the part. is really putting all his eggs in one basket, for sure. I can handle the part where it's a trap and we spring the trap. Like, I can do that. I got four lightsabers. Like... Palpatine tells Obi-Wan, get help. You're no match for him. He's a Sith Lord. Mm -hmm. We all know what his response to that is. Yeah, we're for the big. I don't care about that. Oh, okay. (laughs) But maybe do get help, Obi-Wan? Because this guy whipped you so bad last time, Yoda had to show up and do a triple Lutz. It's true. And then he immediately gets his shit fucked up. Yeah, and he is immediately pinned under a pillar. Everybody gets an F minus for the end of this first confrontation, too. Anakin definitely shouldn't have killed Dooku. Yeah. Palpatine cannot make a subtle appeal. He just shouts, kill him now, over and over again. (laughs) 
And somehow Dooku can't think of a single thing to say. Like maybe Palpatine is a Sith Lord. This is all a setup. Uh-huh. Or he can't. He just sits there with the dumbest look on his face for about 30 seconds he before he gets his head cut off. give the same search your feelings, young Jedi, that everyone gives him all the time. No, it's, the e- it's like the easiest go-to response where he could, to bargain for his own life, because the story of these Sith apprentices, right, is that ultimately they kill their masters. Mm-hmm. Well, he hasn't gotten there yet, I guess, because he just sits there with the dumbest look on his face makes you wonder if he was ever going to get around to it because i don't know if we talked about it but he's played by christopher lee so he's not supposed to be young no if he hasn't gotten around to the killing his master stage yet i don't know what he's waiting for uh i guess if this is how suborbital combat goes then um i guess this is why they don't build dreadnoughts in case you need to exchange broadsides in low orbit because they immediately start to sink yeah. <laughs> they literally set it up so it was like the Age of Sail. They're like, there's going to be a big broadside, and then one of them is going to go beneath the waves. What waves, George? Oh, right. Um, You know what I mean. It'll get caught in the gravity and start to fall toward the planet, but it'll look like it's sinking. Yeah. Well, anyway, they're, they must definitely just be hovering above specific points in the city to have this fight rather than actually being in orbit. Right. Uh... Grievous tells Anakin that he's younger or he was expecting someone older. And then Anakin says, you're not as tall as I thought you would be. But this dude is like eight feet tall. (laughs) Fucking tall. Why would you make this crack unless you had like personal information that he was sensitive about his height? (laughs) Like Anakin must specifically know that this is a sore point for Grievous or else it makes no sense because this dude's tall as hell. Maybe he can be taller, but he always has to stoop over because of his poor health. I don't know if I mentioned it. He's, He's in poor health. Why? That's because Mace Windu force crushed his chest in Clone Wars and now he's got a bad asthma. But we haven't seen that in this movie. Yeah, it does. No, this is the first time we see him, so we don't know that. He's but that's like, what they made up to explain. <laughs> and you're like, why is this the bad guy? So definitely thousands of people on the ground get killed by the back half of this ship, right? Plus all the people in the control tower at that airfield. That control tower goes down hard. Yes. Yeah. yeah uh, it definitely was a long landing strip. So. Uh, often in Star Trek, we point out when people have odd deliveries that make it seem like the real world. Obi-Wan's got one here where Anakin says he's saved him ten times or something. And Obi-Wan says nine that business on Cato Nemoidia doesn't doesn't count. I also noticed the double doesn't. <laughs> yeah. That had to have been a Ewan, Ewan McDonald ad lib, right? Yep. Padme just living in a penthouse. Just a glass penthouse with a big open balcony after all those attempts on her life. Well, I mean, she sleeps in pearls and knows the perfect spot for the baby's room. You know, by the gardens. So I guess it was penthouse or nothing for her, huh? Yep. It's true. Mm, like what, she's, pretty, she's pretty rich. What would prevent another attempt on her life? Like, all of the bad guys from the first and second movies are still out there. Still alive. That's right. Wild. <laughs> I mean, Django Fett's dead, but, like, he didn't care about her personally. Yeah, he had been hired. And uh, the Trade Federation's still out there. And, obviously, Palpy, if I, they don't know that connection. But, like, nothing's changed. But, yeah, she's just like, nah, it's cool now. I'm safe. She suggests that Anakin should talk to Obi-Wan about his nightmares, but he says Obi-Wan wouldn't understand, but then he goes and talks to Yoda. Yeah. 
That doesn't make any sense. And then Yoda makes him sit in a creepy dark room lit by, you know, the perpetual sunlight is coming, or sunset is coming through vertical blinds, <laughs> uh, just casting a, like, he's already having nightmares, man. You don't have to do this in the dark. And then say a bunch of creepy shit to him, as always, about uh, yeah. fear and jealousy and all this shit. If you were a Jedi and you saw Yoda coming, wouldn't you be like, oh man, here comes this guy. I bet he's thought of some new aphorisms. <laughs> Last week he asked me if it was hot enough for me, but you know, <laughs> Yoda style. I'm not going to do the voice. <laughs> That's right. You just imagine it. You know what he said. You know, you I mean you know how he is. <sighs> so the shadow of shadow of greed that is. What? <laughs> but as you. You know what I was going to ask you? Is greed worse than jealousy then? <laughs> I'm, I'm confused. If it's just the shadow of greed, it seems like... It's not as bad as greed. Jealousy's it's probably better than greed then. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I was going to ask you to clarify, but I actually just want to leave. So I'm just... I actually don't want to know what, which one you think is worse. Yeah, it's totally fine. <clears throat> uh, this dude, Anakin, has known he's going to be on the council for 38 minutes, and he's fucking furious about this title thing. <laughs> like... No shit, he's not ready to be a master yet, huh? He does instantly revert to whiny baby Anakin when he says he can't yeah. be a master. And then later, Obi-Wan's, like, making a lot of good points. Like, they're gonna make you one. Like, it's probably embarrassing. Like, hey. He should say, it's probably embarrassing for them to have someone on the council who's not a master. So, like, after they've put you in your place for a minute, they're gonna make you a master so that all this stuff makes sense. Like, hey, this has n literally nothing to do with you, right? You realize this is all a big power dynamic thing between them and Palpatine? Yeah. So, like, fucking don't worry about it. Like, don't take it personally. That's the worst thing you could do here. <laughs> because, A, we're Jedi. <laughs> and, B, it is not about you. But Anakin sucks. Yeah, well, Obi-Wan can't really think to say any of that anyway. Um... You know, I just can't get anything right. Anakin is for sure the least trustworthy double agent. Yeah. He's obvious. And by the way, he's obviously <clears throat> has a genuine friendship with the chancellor. Yes. It's not like the chancellor's way into him and he tolerates him. And then you could be like, nope. yeah, okay, good. You can be able to use him to turn the chancellor. It's like, no, 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 no. This kid is in deep. And we, what we need to do is get him away from the chancellor at all costs. Not throw him in deeper. Yeah. Palpatine definitely got him the best Christmas present every year for 10 years in a row. He's sure. probably the only one who remembers his birthday and shit. Like, you know, his yeah. virgin birthday. And um, uh, Palpatine was the only one who went to his pod races. So right. there's definitely some paternal feeling there. Uh, we haven't really talked about it, but would you go see Paul McCartney's Owl Song or whatever the fuck you described the frog as song. as? <laughs> you know we all stand together. <laughs> oh, from Rupert and the Frog Song. Yeah, I mean, he's I thinking of that as Paul McCartney. Well, it's Paul McCartney. Okay. That's his whole jam. He wrote all the songs, and I think he voices Rupert? Oh, shit. It's possible. Listen, I haven't, I haven't watched it, and no one that I know has seen it or heard of it, so... <laughs> Hey, this is it's just a fucking dead end. It's just a dead end for me if I ever mention Rupert and the Frog song or go, we all stand, stand together. Yeah, hey, maybe our UK listeners will have some luck with that. You guys remember Rupert and the Frog hey, yeah, song? Yeah, you guys got Rupert and the Frog song because apparently our parents found it somewhere. And I, I don't know. I had to watch it a lot growing up. Ugh. 
uh, but would you go see that water ballet? Uh, no, the it, it, the music was terrible. It was sonically very frustrating. It was just Bwah! that was it. <laughs> it's like, I don't want like a movie trailer, it's like a trailer for a Christopher Nolan movie. For, basically, yeah. So and everyone has bit that. So like every trailer now is just that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to listen to that for more than fucking three minutes for sure. But what if you were like a weird bald blue lady in a dress that was sitting next to Palpatine and then just had to get up and leave when his uh, little buddy showed up? I did think those poor people, what if they were really into it? What if they were trying to watch the fucking show? Uh, They're just going to go stand. They're just going to go stand out in the uh, atrium that apparently is not closed off while the thing's going on and watch it on a TV, I guess. (laughs) Uh... Yeah, like I said, I always thought that we're supposed to believe that this Plagueis story is related to Anakin's virgin birth, but no one looks into it. And then I thought, I guess no one, probably no one told Anakin about that part at all. Huh? <laughs> well, Qui-Gon like, didn't. No, Qui-Gon died right away. Yeah. So like, and I. Did he tell anyone? I don't know if that's something that Mace Windu would have told him. That's all. I mean, did that information get passed on? Did Qui-Gon say to the council there was no father? I think Qui-Gon told him he thinks his father is the Force or some shit. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember. But yeah, it's like, uh, anyway, no one could put two to two together about that. Nope. Maybe if we had six and more movies. I, I assumed that this whole scene with the, where he's telling him the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise was way later in the movie. Because it seems impossible to me that Anakin could walk out of there and not go, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> He must be the Sith Lord. How does he know all that Sith shit? <laughs> I mean, it's so badly written, it's written hey, like a child would write he's it. Real? He's real negative about the Jedi, and specifically about the limitations of their philosophy about the Force. Uh-huh. Yeah, huh. it's like, um, it's like George wrote it the way a little kid would write it, where the little kid's like, he's a bad guy, and he's bad, and he he's not nice, but the other guy doesn't know he's bad. And you're just like, yeah. <laughs> Like, but yeah, but I mean, shouldn't he know? He should know based yeah, on anyway, what he's saying. It does turn out that he's a real slow thinker, I guess. Yeah. What the fuck do Kiati Mundi and the rest of these fuckers do? It seems like they have one guy they can send into the field, and it's always Obi-Wan. Yeah. They're like, hey, we found Grievous. All right, Obi-Wan should go. I think Obi-Wan should take care of it. Don't you? Yeah, we see the other Jedi out in the field doing things, but... Um, well, we see them all get murdered all in get... a big, like, oh, the pl- hey, the plants here are too big. Oh, I'm dead. Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I mean, they show someone, like, turning around and looking kind of suspicious. And it's like, they don't do anything to defend themselves. There's no, like, reflecting the guns with their lightsabers or anything. They just get fucking peppered. Yep. So. Uh... You can say what you want about Anakin, but he definitely does not try to stuff his feelings down inside. They are always at the surface. You always know what he's feeling. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, like I said, Obi-Wan goes into hiding and immediately finds the loudest, most annoying mount on the whole planet. <laughs> the thing's just going wah, wah, for like a solid hour. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, even after Palpatine turns out to be a Sith, Anakin still somehow believes in the dumb nightmares he's been having. Like, it literally never occurs to him that maybe Palpatine's giving him nightmares or well, like the whole situation's manipulated. Like you said, when he immediately turns around and goes, by the way, I don't know how to cure death. 
that mm. does nothing for Anakin at all. Yeah. It's uh, it's hard to see where Obi-Wan gets his weird prejudice about blasters here, because A, they really do the job against Grievous. Yeah. And B, he does throw it away and say how uncivilized. And it was extremely nasty how he burned that guy out of his robot shell. <laughs> yep. But, like, that definitely was not clumsy or random, the two things he says about blasters in uh, Star Wars. Yeah, that's true. He was he was extremely fucking pinpoint accuracy on that shit. He shot him right in his little yeah, he soft bits. Shot that guy right in his little lungs and heart. Shot him right in his crang body. Yeah. Uh, boy. After uh, after he gets all monster mashed, uh, Ian McDermott really has Neelix face. I noticed it on a couple of occasions when he's got all that makeup on. <laughs> really has some Neelix facial expressions. Yep. The goalposts on this mission to save Padme's life just keep moving. Now Palpatine's like, you you gotta earn enough dark side points to learn how to to learn how to save her life by killing all these children. <clears throat> That's and it's like not yet though, because well, now what? you have to go find the eight crystals. Well, he will. Yeah, eventually he will have to go find all the crystals for sure. <laughs> uh, the rest of Palpatine's speech in the Senate that we don't see must have been pretty good, huh? Because these guys are fucking all in. He had them whipped up for sure. Yeah, I- and like. When that Ukrainian guy got all dioxysined or whatever the fuck happened to him, yeah, it, he definitely got some sympathy about it, for sure, but I don't think he could have just declared an empire. No. No, I don't think it would have oh. been enough. And also, in that speech somewhere, he must have said, I've had all the Jedi killed. Somewhere, yeah, he must have said, they tried to betray us, and I had them all fucking put down. Yeah. And, um... I noticed that Anakin saved Newt Gunray for last over on Mustafar. Was that out of a sense of like drama? Did he know someone was watching that? Because he doesn't like give a pithy speech before he kills him or anything. But he did save him for last. Yeah, I don't know if somehow he, despite the fact that he was not present for the opening salvos of this fucking 20 year space war. He must know that this guy had something to do with the start of it. Yeah, I guess. Uh, no attempt at all to explain why they can't go after the Emperor together. Uh, Padme says, I don't believe you. I can't. <laughs> Even though he has killed children. I guess you're, I mean, okay. It's crazy. You keep mentioning, yes, all right, everybody always talks about his failure with the sand people. But his failure. I, okay. she'd say it too. <laughs> and yes, all right, okay, but. His well, doesn't Palpatine say remember your failure made. with your mother or something like that? Yeah. Anyway, uh, all right, yes, all right, throw that back in my face. Okay, yes, it technically, yes, he has murdered a whole, <laughs> yes, an entire village worth of children before. Yeah. That mistake he made. <sighs> it was a mistake. It's like he, you, he's not defined by the that one thing that he did. Yeah. Uh, also, this lady has an endless supply of chrome yachts. We see yet a third one on this mission. Yeah, because those things get blown up and shit, and she's just always got a mm. new one. They do tend to, it seems. Only a Sith deals in absolute. After this you sentence. Know, you know what? I hear it. <laughs> I hear it. After this sentence, as soon as I'm finished talking, starting when I'm done with this sentence, only, only Sith Lords deal in absolute starting now. Uh, Anakin fucking served him up with the easiest shit with... 
If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. <laughs> and then that's when he comes back. And then the best. Only a Sith deals in absolute. Yeah, okay. All right. Again, technically. Yeah, all right. Yes, I hear it. Okay. That's been my problem Jesus. with that movie. From that's the first thing I ever remember being really mad about in that film was when he says <laughs> that, and it's like, what the fuck? How does he not see that? Uh, yes, that is an absolute. I know. I'm starting now, though. If you're throwing pods at each other, I mean, Yoda's got this one right. You are going to want to get some spin on those things so they'll fly straight. Yeah. Yeah, don't knuckle them. I thought they were taking Padme into emergency surgery, but boy, it sure does seem like she's delivering those twins vaginally, huh? They've got the fucking uh, sectioned metal privacy guard over her and she's screaming in pain and stuff. It really doesn't seem like a surgery is happening at all. No, well, I don't think those robots are actually qualified because they do, again, diagnose her with nothing. (laughs) This is what you get for going to abandoned asteroid hospital that only takes cash. Do you remember when I sent you the screenshot of my medical visit summary and it said symptom, (laughs) symptom, leg pain, and then it said diagnosis, leg pain? Best $30 you ever spent, And then right? it said extra advice or whatever, and there's nothing. See, see your PCP? It's like, hey, uh... It was a fairly accurate... Yeah, you got those same robots, for sure. It was a fairly accurate description of what happened in my meeting with that doctor, for sure. <clears throat> uh, at the end of this movie, it was wild to me to think that there was someone who watched the whole preceding two hours, saw Yoda riding Chewbacca piggyback and all that, <laughs> And then that no from Darth Vader was too far. <laughs> That's right. Well, that bird was too big. There's some people who have those criticisms. Like, they were definitely okay with Palpatine's no, no. I'm not going to do it again. It just rips my Unlimited heart Unlimited power! Yeah. But they were like, what? He went, no! <laughs> uh, that's too much for me. Yeah. Oh, I was with him until then. Yoda tells uh, Obi-Wan to take to take Anakin to Tatooine to his family you know his family Owen Lars who was probably seven or eight at least when Kleeg married Anakin's mom who met Anakin once and cannot possibly have liked him from that one encounter where he was just constantly steaming and brooding and came back with a body wrapped up in a shroud yeah and then they had to get real with the death of his wife it was real Yeah, yeah he doesn't have good memories of that kid yeah, I can't. Anyway, why not with Yoda also? Just send Luke with Yoda. Yoda's great with kids. We've seen that. Send he knows either about the of mind them of the child. with Yoda. Or both of them. Shit, if Yoda's going into exile, take them both. And who then, cares? you know who can live there too? Obi-Wan. Yeah. Like, why <laughs> also, not? Just, yeah, the four of you. Everyone go there and you'll have some protection. You should go live in Bail Organa's basement. Who cares? <laughs> That's right. You don't have to live in a swamp if you don't want to. Does he go there because he's uh, a big again. failure? Because he had to go into exile? He, he said so <laughs> yeah, himself. So. I'm living a swamp, I will. Who cares? Nobody does. <clears throat> uh, I don't know, man. Who knows? Like, who knows what is real and what isn't in the canon? But I thought he had to go live near the bad tree. Oh, that's right. Do you know the tree that I'm talking about? Because of the Jedi texts? Uh,. No, the one you know the where you where you go into the cave and Darth Vader appears and you cut his head off. Yeah, yeah, he had to go live there because it would disguise his presence in the Force because it was so evil a place. Ah, uh, I see. Okay, 
But Obi-Wan just had to go live in the desert. Well, he's not such a big presence in the Force, I guess. <laughs> and also, why would Anakin think to look for him there? He doesn't have any family on that planet. So I have best actor to Palpatine, worst actor to Grievous. Uh, you were not a fan of the ADR? No, <laughs> not at all. Oh, oh boy. Yes. Hey, uh, here are the numbers on this one. Uh, I gave it a 17 overall, which is two better than I gave Attack of the Clones. Oh, hey. Uh, unfortunately, you gave it an 11, oh. which is six worse than you scored Attack of the Clones. Yeah. So the total this week is 28, and that is the worst of the six so far. Mm. Not only that, but they have continued to drop. It is a monotonically decreasing set of scores. It was 53 for A New Hope, then 42, 38, 36, 32, 28. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. It's tw- This is 25 points off Star Wars. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, it's much Star worse Wars than almost that. doubled this one up. Everyone talks about how this also, is... Also, it's eight points less than Phantom Menace, so think about that. Everyone talks about how this movie was the best of the, the prequel trilogy. And, like, I did... I did hate it the least, <laughs> but yeah. I also I feel like they did a really bad job of like, look, they got to set up the next movie and they go hard on that. And none of what they do to set it up makes a, a lick of sense. Um, You know, there's a lot less crappy love dialogue in this movie and even when it happens there's, I mean, there's creepy music going on it, in the back it does have the exchange about no 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 I, I, I'm so in love with you you're like oh <laughs> shit but there's creepy music happening the whole time so you're like oh okay so this is supposed to be like um, advancing his weird his central worry I guess that he's gonna lose her so that's why we're doing these right. scenes as opposed to whatever's happening in two Horniness. Yeah. It's just about horniness. Poorly written horniness. And um, and I think that's the main reason why it's better to watch is because there's a lot less of that. But it's not like it's full of good stuff. It's a lot of long CGI set pieces that don't mean anything to the plot. And then everyone acts like a total moron the whole time so that we can get to the start of episode four. Like, they didn't write it in a way where we got there in any way that makes sense. They wrote it where everyone, like, decided they had to do all these dumb things to get us there. So. Wasn't good. It was not uh, amazing. Hey, Matt. Mm. Take off your headphones. Okay. Now, call me Bobby. In the words of Obi-Wan Kenobi, well, hello there. Hello, everybody, and uh, you guys. I uh, thought I would get back to an audio contribution, and hopefully it doesn't sound too blanket for esque um but i felt uh, i felt moved to to record uh, at least one audio thing for the star wars bit uh, in particular for for episode three which i will probably differ from you guys on 
in that it's probably my second favorite of the Star Wars movies. Well, so, so far he's differing from our scores. Yes. It's Lobot that he disagrees with, not us. We're not involved. That's right. <laughs> I don't think Obi-Wan says, well, hello there. I think he just says hello there. Well, the battery fucked it up right away. Yeah, but um, but he's got a lot more to say, so let's uh, let's get back into it. Okay. Uh, George Lucas obviously trying to drag it down a couple of bits with some clunky, terrible um, dialogue and uh, a few questionable um, acting choices, but I think overall this really pulls things together. I think it really tells a bigger story. Uh, I think actually the story's too big. That's its main downfall, is this, that things have to speed up so fast um, in this movie. The fall of Vader uh, to the dark side is so is so rapid, really, even though obviously there's been hints and nudges behind the scenes from um, from the Emperor, but the idea that, you know, he goes from, I want to save my wife to, well, by the way, kill those uh, younglings, um, is, is a bit too fast. I mean, obviously, I don't disagree. Yeah, uh, uh, I would describe it as asymptotic. <laughs> it, is, it is asymptotic. Like, you do get a little bit of hint, a little bit of hint, a little bit of hint, and then it just goes fucking off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it, the movie that I think we all wanted was more to have that happen earlier in the movie and then have a bit more of the movie of him hunting down Jedi. You know, that Vader that makes appearance in Rogue One. Um, you know, that I think that would have been quite fun to see uh, Vader really just plowing through, um, hiding Jedi and things like that. But... I don't know that we'll get to Rogue One. Do you have thoughts about that scene from the end? When he uh, appears and everyone thought it was really cool, he, he like swords up some rebels. He just rips ass through that rebel ship and then... And then you're like, huh, that's weird. Because uh, in the the next time we see him, he's just going to be shaking his finger at someone <laughs> saying, you're a member of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. <laughs> and I'm very cross with you. And then he has a clumsy fucking sword fight with another old man. <laughs> yeah. And then the old man he dies just... and he steps on his rope like, what? He just fucking turned that other rebel ship into pulled pork. <laughs> he just like <laughs> went through there like crazy. Yes, it's um, yeah, it's not consistent really. But nothing, <laughs> nothing about either the prequel trilogy or the um sequel trilogies bear any resemblance at all to episodes four, five, and six. Like, there's just yeah. nothing in them that matches up where you go, oh, yeah, this is the same universe. They seem like they are set in two entirely different fucking universes. <laughs> uh, anyway, he wanted more of that. Um, I I don't know that there is enough in the first in the first three movies that made me think that we needed Vader to hunt down the Jedi at all. Why couldn't there just have been not that many Jedi? Yeah, we only ever see like six in a room or whatever. Although I guess we saw a lot on that planet. Well, uh, no, I mean from the from the first oh, right. from from episodes four, five, and six, where it's like I don't think like I know that he betrayed the Jedi. I know that that's Obi Wan's story about Darth Vader, but it's like 
it seemed like no one even believed in the force in that whole universe. So why couldn't there just have been like the Jedi order was a real small order? Yeah, it's true that everyone in episode four and five or whatever are like, that's a myth. You're deluded. You know, you're the, you're the last member of that crazy religion Mm -hmm. that doesn't exist anymore. And I, I don't think that, you know, prior to seeing the Jedi on Coruscant in episode one or whatever there needed to be an explanation for where they all went necessarily yeah even without that i think this is generally speaking a fantastic movie um i really enjoy the opening sequence even even though it's a bit long and it had like eight or 12 minutes cut from it um i really enjoyed the space battle uh i think it's all quite you know, dramatic and instant. You really feel tension, and obviously the war has come to a head. And uh, Coruscant, the planet, the capital, has been attacked. And uh, General Grievous's ship here, which I think Shannon snorted out loud when she saw the words "General Grievous" in the title crawl, <laughs> and then the whole cinema turned to look at. I mean, it's no worse than Darth Vader, uh-huh. Darth Sidious, Darth Tyrannus. Yeah. <laughs> And then it continues on afterward with things like Savage Opre- Savage Opress or whatever his name is. And you go, huh? Wait a minute. Like that's, that's when I like stopped watching the Clone Wars because I was like, I'm sorry. Are you, he's a good guy or a bad guy? There's a guy named Savage Opress. Nah, I'm good. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, as, as usual, Shannon had the right of it. Yeah. I had to tell her to be quiet. Uh, it was, uh, you know, the usual types of names for these uh, characters. Uh, pretty superficial. But, um, yeah, I thought, I thought it starts off really well and gets quite exciting. Um, really good um, traverse up to the Emperor's, uh, you know, prisoner, a uh, prison area. Uh no questions as to why he's kept in this huge throne room, um, stapled down to to a throne instead of in an actual cell. But you know, whatever. Um, it's true. Man. I mean, whatever. I think he's got it right. <laughs> also, <laughs> I guess Dooku was like in a little office nearby doing paperwork or something. <laughs> he's definitely waiting to spring the trap, and who knows where he is when that's happening. <laughs> But he just, just kind of casually walks in, so... Yes, he's in the adjoining office, for sure. <laughs> Hold on, I'm knocking he, out a couple of emails. He was mad about that. He's in a little 6 by 8 office <laughs> <laughs> where he like has to turn sideways to get around the desk to get out the door. But why wouldn't we keep Palpy in here, is my question. This seems much more like a prison cell. I, they could go in there to break him out, and I'd be out here in the throne room. Maybe. Maybe sitting on it? It's a good idea. No? Okay. I'll go try to invent internet in there. See if I... I'll let you know if I get anywhere. <laughs> I'll let you know if I can figure anything out about our very busted technology. <laughs> and then Dooku obviously comes and knocks out to Obi-Wan and Anakin this time. D-hands him and then D-heads him uh, with the Emperor providing that wonderful push uh, to really cement his uh, rapid upcoming descent. Um, tell them, don't worry, you know, he cut off your hand. 
you wanted revenge. It's simple. And um, Anakin feels bad, but he, he doesn't feel as bad as he should. It is true <laughs> that the Emperor really fucking washes his hands of it after that. Like, he shouted, kill him now! And then, when he does, he's like, it's very natural. He cut off your hand, you wanted revenge. Yeah, you, it had nothing you, to do... You were the one who really wanted to kill him, and I think it's <laughs> totally cool. It had nothing to do with me cackling and shouting unlimited power <laughs> over here. <laughs> and, of course, this really cements... I think is the the point of of the movie the idea that the Jedi became too civilized. Um, you know they have a martial element in the Jedi Order through lightsabers and things like that, but they forgot I think a lot about what being ready meant. They became too detached. Qui Gon was the only one who had any real emotion. He always talked about the living force, and now you see that the Jedi have cut themselves off of the living force. They've cut themselves off of living people. Individuals don't really matter to them. They don't get swept up in politics. They're above it. But of course, they've got so far above it that they've, they've lost their connection. Their trust in the Force is revealed to be their underfall because the Emperor has corrupted the Force and the dark side's there and um, they haven't been able to see it because they've become so detached. They've become academic, living in an ivory tower, all of their own, protecting their own, recruiting their own, taking children away, having no real feelings or attachments. There's nothing to care about. And so, uh, when do you think about those weird triangular fins at the top of their tower? <laughs> I don't know. What did you have thoughts on them? I wondered if, like, the council chamber was a really weird shape, or maybe the bathrooms for the council chamber are in those little like they don't need windows so that makes sense maybe they're just in those little triangular offshoots it's a weird building it's like a ziggurat on the bottom and then uh four little towers and then that one big one yeah it's, it's kind of ugly <laughs> yeah george hey you made the jedi temple ugly as shit george uh do what do you think about his assertion that Anakin doesn't feel guilty about killing Dooku because the Jedi have lost touch with that 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 care about individuals? Uh, Anakin sucks for a lot of reasons, and Jedi are certainly a part of that. Um, but his problems are not their problems. They do seem like they suck. It's hard to feel bad about them being wiped That's out. That's what I'm saying. Like one, I don't know any of these people, and two, they've just been shown to be the worst. So like, if they crumble. If I didn't know about episodes four, five, and six, I wouldn't necessarily assume that the next guy's going to do a worse job than they did. <laughs> I guess that's true, huh? So, yeah. <laughs> so, they don't matter anymore. It's time for the Sith to replace them. Is ultimately the point of what happens there. And because they become so detached, it you know sends ripples through into the civilian life and the Senate has become, you know, detached from the people they're supposed to represent and corruption becomes rife and that's how Palpatine is able to manipulate his way into Supreme Chancellor and, of course, eventually to get the power to create the army in the last episode and then ultimately to create the first galactic empire in this one. And it's just, I think it's really good, uh, really quite well paced as far as the story goes, but, you know with the exception of, of the, such rapid descent there. But I think the um, once 
Anakin starts having the dreams, which presumably are sort of force power dreams by the Emperor. Um, you know, descending into that and then eventually talking to the Emperor, finding out about Darth Plagueis the Wise. And as you see, you know, the Emperor becomes more and more lizardy, reptilian. And you even see Sith relics in his office. Um, which he sort of, you know... I promised you I did not. No, I didn't notice anything about his office. It's not cool like that guy with the eagles. The eagle statue. He did seem to have uh, one a fucking Assassin's Creed <laughs> lightsaber rack up his sleeve to like shoot it down into his hand, though. I thought that was neat. Yes, he does do some tricky stuff before he does that flaming He didn't torpedo. climb a big tower or get eagle vision, though, so it's, you know, it's not as good as Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Yeah, the my favorite part about Assassin's Creed is definitely checkpoints, for sure. <laughs> Being like, I climbed this tower, now I can, I don't know, know what's in this part of the city? I don't remember what good this is. Oh, okay, okay I'm sorry, I guess you like fighting the Pope or whatever. I didn't like any of it. That was not <laughs> a game for me. <sighs> Sub- subconsciously or whatever, subliminally revealing to Anakin, Anakin still doesn't get it. Until until the end, when he reveals he's now trusted in his and own interpretation of the Force and what he's seen, and now believes that what he has to do is reveal himself to Anakin at that point and say, "I can help you save Padme. These dreams are what's going to happen unless you join me." And of course, Anakin is shocked by this and doesn't goes back to Mace and tells him and. As soon as he does it, he's like, he wants the best of both worlds. He wants to make sure Palpatine lives so he can find the secrets and protect his wife that he's not supposed to have. He's already got too much. He's too attached and for the Jedi's liking anyway. And um, ultimately, uh, D-lightsabers, D, D uh, Mace Windu, before Palpatine reveals the true extent of his unlimited power and blasts Mace out the, out the window. I think it's really good, really powerful story that's really let down with a few key moments. Um, you know, one comes immediately after that scene where the Emperor goes, I who shall be called Darth. Hmm, Vader. Yes, Vader. Vader, that sounds nice. Uh, you know, that just seems like it should have been something more momentous. Um, you know, there should have been. Do you think Darth Vader should have, like, picked his name out of a Sith baby book, or... <laughs> Maybe he'd been thinking about it for a long time. Something I've always thought that if I was ever a Sith, <laughs> I'd, like, I'd probably go by Darth Vader. Sounds like a good one. Sounds evil. It sounds, like, vaguely evil. No one can really pinpoint why. It's, like, yeah, maybe, like, Invader or something. They did not... No one forced... No one forced them to make Darth a title. They did it in this movie series yeah yes does darth vader could have just been his fucking cool name his weird pen name yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah now everyone's darth this and darth that yeah like a ceremony or or you know lightning should have struck or something there's one in the legends who is undead whose hmm. name is darth and no if Antman. Yeah. <laughs> just feel feels like there should be more to the name rather than it just or maybe it's just the way he delivers the line. 
it just it just sounds like a question um and then immediately i pledge myself to your teachings and then all right okay i'll go away and kill these children takes uh takes the 501st uh squadron of, of troopers and goes and cleans legion surely uh yeah i don't i don't yeah sure i think it's the five 501st legion right i don't know maybe it's not yet because they're not stormtroopers yet uh they're still clone they're troopers. still clone troopers yeah i don't i have no idea maybe he's right and i'm wrong about that anyway that's what the idiots who have stormtrooper armor call themselves now <laughs> The 501st Legion? Mm-hmm. They named themselves after the bad guys who wanted him. to kill the kids? Yeah, weird, huh? Yeah. I guess if you're getting the Stormtrooper armor, you kind of you already don't care that they're the bad guys? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and to be fair, there are heroes on both sides. So Evil is everywhere. Listen, <laughs> so don't bother. Don't bother picking a side. It's everywhere. <laughs> um... Just seems a bit too quick, and then uh, then we get the rapid move to Mustafar uh, to go and eliminate Viceroy Gunray and then the rest of the separatist leaders. Anakin doesn't even react to the fact that the whole galaxy has been played. Uh, the Emperor knew where they all were. Um, presumably, he finds out eventually that all the strings were pulled by the Emperor behind the scenes. Uh, That's the fucking movie. I if we're gonna do a story. Mm-hmm. That's the one I want to see. Is the one where Darth Vader gets disillusioned. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Do you, <laughs> ha- just... Do you suppose that maybe, happens in maybe like he the fucking... comics or anything? Or is there anything like yeah, that? Yeah, no. He finds a he finds a secret vault with all of Darth Sidious's diaries in it, and it's just the movie is just him reading a book for two <laughs> hours and occasionally going, "What? <laughs> <laughs> he gave me the dreams. What?" And then at the end, then at the end, he can do a big no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know how he feels about that, but anyway, you know, Obi Wan obviously learning about this and then following up and then having probably the best choreographed fight um, between the two. You know, I think they really seem to go for it, and then uh, in true meme fashion, Obi Wan has the high ground. So. Uh, Anakin gets his legs chopped off. It is. Um, he does say that, like, we're supposed to know what that fucking means. I don't try it, Anakin. It, I have the high ground. I have the high ground. And it's like, uh, do you mean like when you were fucking hanging off of a peg down a hole <laughs> while Darth Maul swung his lightsaber at the edge of the hole, just <laughs> laughing at you? And or, then you fucking vaulted over him while he stood there with a real dumb look on his face and got cut in half. I'm sorry. By the way, it's his whole deal to be hanging off of something and kill somebody. He he did it in that <laughs> one. He did it. He was hanging off for several parts of the fight with uh, Django that he ended up kind of winning and he scared him away. Uh-huh. And then he does and he it for sure was hanging off Grievous. the edge with Grievous here. Yeah. Or he's not only does he not have the high ground, he doesn't even have use of his legs. No one should be less impressed with the high ground than Obi-Wan, yeah. and it's wild that Anakin didn't say to him, I don't know what that means. <laughs> the movie's not self-aware enough. Instead, you underestimate me, in, and then he gets all his leg cut off. In Anakin. my opinion, in my point of view is that I have the high ground. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, 
There was one part in the Anakin Obi-Wan fight where they just stood facing each other, swinging their lightsabers around, going whoosh, 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 and not attempting to hit each other. I didn't think that was real great choreography. But they knew they had to make it last (laughs) 10 years. Yeah. And then Luke's ham with, uh, you know, I think the appropriate amount of hate. Um, And, you know, that bit, you know, about, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Obi-Wan doesn't understand. None of the Jedi understand how they got there. They don't understand what Qui-Gon was trying to teach them. About the living force and the connection to people mattering. Maybe you don't have to have pure separation. You don't have to disdain everything else. Um, it's important to care and to love. And and that's where compassion comes from. Qui-Gon, and who famously said, and they still missed. Slavery doesn't matter to me. I'm not. I'm not here to free slaves. Don't care. Listen, I want you to be 100 percent clear on this. I don't. I'm care. not here for free slaves. I don't care about slavery. Like, yeah, yeah. Put it on my fucking tombstone. Don't, I don't care. The problem with this religion that Barry's trying to start here is that we never learn what the living force means. Yeah. What's different about what Qui Gon believes compared to what the other Jedi believe? Uh-huh. Yeah, we don't. Or you know any any reason other than the fact that uh, what's his name says he's he's dead now and so we haven't we we don't get to see him really humiliate himself yeah and what's his name says any reason to believe yeah you've always been an outsider or whatever but that's not yeah a, I don't under, so what does that mean I don't know what that means you'd be on the council now if you could just not rock the boat yeah like we get that but you know sometimes people who constantly rock the boat are just assholes so. <laughs> that's true. I mean, not not everybody's doing it out of good motives. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I'm for sure, if you want to send out the Jedi Watchtower or whatever, I will read the articles in it. <laughs> uh, until Luke's new uh, Jedi Order and didn't exactly work out too well. But anyway, um, overall, I think, absolutely brilliant movie. Um, led down, of course, with those few moments... Uh, of the, yeah, the younglings, the Padme dies of a broken heart. That, that's pretty bad. I would have preferred that if he had, you know, thrown some debris at Obi-Wan and hit Padme, maybe caused some internal problems on her brain or something. I don't know why that didn't make more sense than she died of whatever the hell they said. Um, and <laughs> they then didn't, finally. They didn't say, don't I mean, worry. they don't. They don't. That's the thing. Don't worry. They didn't say it. <laughs> Medically, she's perfectly healthy, but for some reason, we're losing her. Uh, our correspondent just called this a brilliant movie, and I just, I think he needs to <laughs> just sort of raise his expectations a little bit. That's all. <laughs> no one asked, is there a, a human doctor? Or, <laughs> it's right. Okay, well, you know, it's it I don't care. It doesn't, it could be a Twilight or something. It doesn't have to be human, but you, you know what I mean, right? Not a droid? Don't make me say it to you. Uh, not metal, I guess. Is that not? It doesn't have an old radio microphone for a mouth. <laughs> Is there anyone like that? Is there around? one of those? No. Oh boy, we are really in it right now. The uh, the infamous Vader rising uh, from the table. Uh, such a shame because you get such a good Ian McDermott smile under the hood when uh, Vader goes mad and then uh, the Emperor can see the power of Vader that's still there, the rage that's been fueled. 
disappointing uh, to have that broken down by no and I, I don't know whether you've talked about this but I, I did um, mention that if you had listened to the French version it's much more palatable I mean I haven't and I never will <laughs> but I believe you um, it just turns out that he's one of those people I didn't I was very concerned about in my notes someone who made it through this whole movie and for them that was the big disappointment yes he's revealed himself to be that person yeah that's right yeah Um. Yeah. Just. Uh, I think overall, big weakness is just a uh, just the thing being um too quick. You know, Order sixty six happens too quick. Everything happens too quick. Um. When when Mace Windu takes those four Jedi, three Jedi with him to to take down the Emperor, and he just kills three of them very quickly. Um. Ian McDermott is no sword fighter. Um. Not even to the sort of fencing extent of Christopher Lee. Yeah, all right. He's like the only good person in the movie, but that's okay. <laughs> You're, I mean, but he's not a uh, sword fighter. But it's fine because they don't have him do that. They just do some street fighter shit. I, look, I took fencing. I never learned any fucking street fighter shit <laughs> where I tunneled through the air at someone with a sword in front they of never, me. That seems like it would have been useful. They never CGI'd you like that, or did they put you on wires like they did for Raul Julia? I know I keep saying Raul Julia, but just watch the Street Fighter movie. They straight up put him on <laughs> wires and made him fly through the yeah. air. Well, it's fucking crazy. That's uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's why he's dead now. <laughs> it has to be, I think. I said correct me if I'm wrong, so legally I'm not on the hook for that statement. Um, one of my ideas in the last couple of weeks was for the next project after we're done with Star Wars is to compare the Street Fighter movie and the Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, that be, seems like it'd be good, <laughs> right? huh? That's got to be a lot of really good fucking unintentional comedy in those two films. Yeah, I would think so. And then... Um... Well, you could throw the um, you throw the GI Joe movies in there. There's a couple of those. Sure, I mean you could figure out a, a good way to do it. I just thought specifically both Although of those they would maybe go better in a series with the Transformers movies. Yeah, and <laughs> God, was that a movie? That was a movie, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, they did it? a gem. God, yeah, they sure did a gem. Damn it! Showtime <laughs> synergy. Nothing is sacred anymore. <laughs> um. He just doesn't have it in him really to do what had to be done there. Um, they help compensate that with the Yoda one, obviously, when he throws half the Senate. Um, well, you know, that, the robot chicken one is pretty good. Uh, threw the half through the Senate at him. Um, that's really good. Uh, but yeah, uh, overall, I think even, uh, those seem much more forgivable in this episode. I thought Hayden was pretty good. Um, <laughs> Obi Wan was good again. Uh, I thought I thought everybody was good. Natalie Portman again. Still seems to be phoning it in a bit. Uh, but Ian McDermott steals the show. Um, absolutely brilliant. The smiles, the looks, the eyebrow raises, the tone, the everything. The master manipulator is revealed and takes control of the galaxy. But anyway, yeah. Uh, I look forward to hearing your guy thoughts and uh, sorry for such a long bit. Thanks though. Bye. I'm sorry that uh, you sent us a, a 12 minute praise of this movie, <laughs> we just but we're putting it after a solid two hours of really crapping on the movie. <laughs> well, that's fine. He's allowed his own opinion, I suppose. Um, but yeah, now our podcast is as long as the film, so we should 
We should wrap it up. <laughs> we should wrap it up. Uh, fortunately, we don't get to go off the clock. We never do. That doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> We're on the clock forever. Next, next week is, if you think it sucks that we've done six of these now, next week is our 90th Star Trek week. Mm-hmm. And we're watching, our reward for that is getting to watch Night Terrors. No! Shattered Mirror. Oh, God. Living Witness. Yeah, I know that one. And Affliction. Hey, um, what's last week? Last week was your all-time worst week, right? That you scored? Was was my all-time worst week, and... Um, this could be. I mean, it was bad overall. It was a 21... Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> uh-oh. It's the was the worst week we ever did. Yeah. So, for sure. Uh but this week has a shot. I really does have a shot <laughs> at at claiming the the bad week throne for sure just based on what I know. May I look, I don't know. Well, they might have random takes. No, I do know. Sometimes they I have mean, random takes yeah. and then they get points and then you, you, even if you hate the episode, it still got some points. Maybe that'll happen this week. I can't remember, but these are definitely not good episodes. There it is not it's not encouraging to see those names for sure. Mm-hmm. But that's what you should watch if you're playing along at home. The week after that will be a mailbag, and we'll be back at it with Billy Joel. Maybe we can finish it. Is there a way? <laughs> Is there a way to knock it I mean, all we, out? I mean, listen, if you want to do it, we can. There are exact. There's one less match remaining than the total matches we did last week, so think, it would take the same amount of time. I think we can knock it out, and we probably won't have to play as many clips. People have heard all these songs, you know? Yeah, most of them, for sure. So I think there might be a way to do it. In fact, let's yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll wrap it up so we can move right into that fruit bracket. <laughs> yeah, let's target let's target knocking out Billy Joel if we can. <laughs> okay, that's fun. That's two weeks from now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so, then you know, in a month we'll be back at uh, back at Star Wars with uh, Force Awakens. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, in the meantime, send us mail for that mailbag in a couple of weeks. The mail's been bad since lockdown, and again, my theory is because of game night. But either way, send us some <laughs> shit. <laughs> Um, all of our all of our listeners <laughs> attend a two hour game night session with us every single week, so we got no stories. Uh, send us any just anything do you think about throughout the week. We'll read it. Um, that's at Brother Eight on the Twitter machine, uh, Brothers of Brother If you want to email us, you can go ahead and check out the website with all the various projects and stuff. Uh, that's Brother and then you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, um, Stitcher, SoundCloud google i mean yeah but it's gonna take you to one of those other ones um art 19 (laughs) that's one is that real that's one that i okay i've seen that one around but i have no idea if we're on it but we're probably on it we're on it everybody just you know what take my word for it um i seem deviant art and uh (laughs) i seem to remember i seem to recall that we were on that um Yeah, that's it, everybody. So we will see you next week for more Star Trek. Again, celebrate with us. Episode 200. We did it, everybody. They Are we going to do what they say can't be done? Again, are we going to do 200 more? Wait, why, uh, didn't we, why didn't we get Smokey and the Bandit going in here? Why didn't we get Eastbound and Down? That's what we should have We should have. Well, you suggested Celebration, yeah. and uh, I think let's just go out with a few seconds of 60 Minute Man, because I queued it up. Oh, thank you. Yes, let's do that. Bye, everybody.
It's a smell your dick situation, I think. It is. <laughs> Listen, she might break bread with one or two strippers. <laughs> <laughs> but that don't mean you got a polar zipper. <laughs>